have I I'm hitting the record button right now. Okay, do you want to start your intro over? Or we're no, just I, rolling? I okay. think uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna let you do your intro, and we're, we're gonna start it off like that. Welcome to the Living Split Screen, guys. <laughs> Episode 19, Living Split Screen is here. Good morning, good morning, Steel. Uh, another hell of an intro, even if you're making up shit as you go uh, about <laughs> me, that's fine. Uh, you're my hype man. I love you, and I appreciate that. Uh, yo, it's a great Saturday morning. We're finally getting rain here. Oh, wow. uh, we are been in drought city, and we're finally getting some rain, so it's a perfect morning to be doing some podcasting, uh, which it always is, Saturday mornings, because Living Split Screen is my favorite place to be of the week uh but yeah man it's been kind of a slow uh news week but as as Steele alluded to in his intro uh we always find a way and last <laughs> week we thought we were gonna have a short show and it wound up being our longest show so you guys know how it goes chat you were a big part of that last week love seeing everybody out there already uh, you know, in the chat and hopefully, hopefully you guys might give us some more uh, ammo this week that we can go off of. But uh, like Steele said, I uh, had an awesome uh, week this week. Uh, he and I got to play a lot. Well, last weekend rolling oh, yeah. into this week, uh, we got to play a lot of the Ascent and we would definitely will give you our updated thoughts on that. Uh, we have not beat it yet, but man, we have been putting work in there. Uh, I got to play some Back for Blood. Uh, got into that uh, beta. Uh, and we'll talk that about that was, a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, otherwise, uh, that's been about it for me, the usual. Uh, again, uh, plenty of games been dropping. Three, you know, I don't know how many. I think it was three or four games showed up in Game Pass that I had completely forgot about. So I picked up Blue Mines. I picked up Dodgeball Academia. Uh, which I, I popped on for about an hour. Uh, did you? Uh, how, how did you actually, what did you actually think about that, man? Does, uh, does it seem pretty cool? Yes. Yes. I think, uh, I again, an hour in, it is what, you know, again, you know, early impressions. But mm-hmm. again, I, I had seen the reviews were popping off and a lot of people over on Switch are extremely excited about this game. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, this is cool. I like JRPG style, old school style, but mm-hmm. I popped it on. Uh, again, as always, the first thing is going to be your visual and the style of this game is fantastic. I absolutely love it. Cartoonish style uh, color palette is uh, different from your standard color palette, which always okay. catches my eye. Don't love it. No, love it. Um, love the characters already. Some of the characters already made me laugh, even though there's no voice acting. It's old school. It's text with the womp, 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 yeah, womp, yeah, yeah. womp, womp, womp. <laughs> so, the Charlie um, good old Charlie Brown. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But uh, really, you know, good writing so far. I, you know, like I said, I laughed. Uh, so that's always a good sign when I'm laughing up front. Um, and I love dodgeball. I, I, you know, this thing caught my eye when I first saw it because I remember Super Dodgeball on mm-hmm. NES. Me and my sister played it a ton. So I was like, you're giving me dodgeball with an RPG. Okay, ah, cool. <laughs> and uh, play. I got to do a little bit of training for the dodgeball section. Uh, of course, they give you that up front or whatever else, you know, through the story. Right. Um, and the mechanics are awesome. So really simple, pick up, uh, play. Uh, looks like you're going to have some superpowers, uh, be able to throw the ball differently, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but the town setup is cool. Um, really good. So I actually uh, am looking forward to diving in that some more, although this week is another big week for releases too. So yep. what are we going to do? What are we going to do, Steel? We need a cloning machine. We need to have two of us at all times. So one of me can go to work and deal with real life and one <laughs> of me can just play games 
24-7. That, that's what I need. So. Man, or or you could just, you know, be bougie like me and just play, you know, be very specific about the games that you play. <laughs> no, no, no. I know, I know. No, I, know I like I know everything. I'm playing everything. No, I know, I know, I know. It's, it, it is awful. I wish I had more of that. I, it would make my life a lot easier. Oh, good. That's uh, what makes it great. Gameplay-wise. But, no, the experiences are amazing. Uh, again, Golden Age of Game is here, folks. Just nonstop dropping, but... Uh, Steel, you got into the extent. Did you get into anything else this week at all, or were you uh, pretty much locked in? Um, you know, this week has been another one with me going through training at work and everything, and just uh, you know, you stuff going it. on personally. It's it's been kind of uh, it's been kind of a slow week for me game wise. Unfortunately, um, I did get into. I don't know what it is, man. See, I I, I want to talk to the people because I don't I don't know if it's Halo's fault. I don't know if it's my fault. <laughs> I don't know if it's 343's uh -oh. fault. Uh -oh. I don't know if it's yeah. the Ascent's fault. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whose fault it is, Neon Giant. I don't know whose fault it is. But for some I noticed reason, you didn't say it my fault in any of that. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I, no, no, no. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> all right, no, continue. What I, what, I, what I think what I, what, I, what I think it is, man, is I got this I got this thing, I got this bug in me where it's just like, you know, the Halo the Halo flight test went by and everything. I was having a good time with that. Playing against the boss was cool. And then we had that PvP session for three hours or whatever the case. And it went away next day. You know, I got this message on my Steam, right? And it was like, hey, um, by the way, I'm gonna get here's a notice. We took away the Halo Infinite uh tech test from you. Uh oh. Um, and it, it was like this big yellow screen. I thought I thought somebody got into my account and suspended it for some reason. Um but no, they were like, no, we're suspending this game. And uh, this this moment of sadness came upon me. And <laughs> did you did you shed a tear? Did you, did you grab the Kleenex? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I grabbed the Kleenex, but this moment of sadness <laughs> came upon me. And since that day, it has been really hard for me to game. I don't know what it is. It's like every time that I get home and I get I sit down in front of the PC, um, and I'm looking through the library. I'm like, man. None of these games look like Halo Infinite right now for me. <laughs> so I, 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 maybe it's my fault because, again, I, that's why I don't play demos or why I don't like to play yeah, uh, tech yeah. tests and stuff I like that. It. Is that exact it. reason? Because if it's yeah. a game that I'm interested in, it's, it's kind of what it's the same thing like I've talked to you about with Scarlet Nexus. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys, a bunch of people played the demo. They either liked it or didn't. Uh, I was already, you know, all the way committed with it. And right. I hate that. Not necessarily FOMO, because it's not fear of missing out. It's just you when you enjoy something, want to keep playing it, right? Uh, and I feel like that's a thing for everybody, you, where you yeah. just get so enthralled in whatever sure. you may be playing, whatever you might be watching, whatever the case may be. And it's yep. like a, TV, a good TV show where you just got to binge it Like after that point. It's like, oh, what happens next, 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 next? So that, that's been kind of my thing. But I think what really kind of done it for me, other than just like personal shit, is... Um, the ascent man uh, i was having yeah. some issues because the ascent on pc for whatever reason now i was able to finally update my bios um on my pc i haven't okay. been able to do it since i got my new motherboard and yeah. so it's been with on the default bios and I'm using a, a asus b550 rig um uh rig strict uh rog strix motherboard Whatever the case you, might be for the you're speaking for the foreign people, languages to me people, right now. Go ahead. People, you know, just for the people who might be <laughs> who might know about the, who might know about the, your motherboards and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, I hadn't had a chance to update my bios for whatever reason. 
I was having an issue to get into the BIOS originally, but it would boot the PC just fine. So I was like, oh, whatever, I'll get to it later. Um, and I just got to a point where I was like, man, maybe, maybe I'm having a BIOS issue or something going on on my side that I need to update. So I just went through, updated a bunch of stuff. And so I haven't been able to jump into the Ascent, but my whole point with that is, for whatever reason, the Ascent is very poorly optimized on PC. Uh, I know last time me and you played together, uh, I want to say that was a few days ago. Uh, yeah. Last time me and you played together, I was, was getting in there. I'm playing at a hunt, like I'm getting into the game. Mind you, playing on a 1080 screen, 120 hertz. I'm playing on ultra settings. Uh, you know, got everything turned up. Playing at 120 frames. We're playing fine. And then all of a sudden, the game goes down to 30. Right. I'm like, okay. And see, when you jump down from 120 to 30, at least on PC, it's very noticeable. Um, like, it starts getting choppy. You know, people are like, oh, we've been playing at 30 FPS for however long, and it's never been... No, it's it's noticeable when the game is not meant to be played that way. I believe the Ascent is meant to be played at 60 frames minimum, uh, especially on console or whatever the case might be. So... It was it was very jarring for me. It was actually starting to turn me off. I was getting pissed off at the game uh, because there was other one was before that. I think what started it before that is we were playing and then we were having. I mean, because you were having it on the Series X too, yep. where yep. we'd be in areas right and we'd be walking through the we like we'd be killing people or we like yeah. killing mobs or whatever the case might be, and the frame rate would be just fine. And then we'd get into an area, we'd just get into a regular area, and now the game wants yeah. to be choppy. So I was yeah. like, okay, so when all the mayhem's going on, everything is good, but then when we're just walking around trying to get to the next mission or whatever the case, now everything wants to start chopping up or whatever. And I was like, um, see, Luke Steele was saying, saying it's a DirectX 12 issues, and Luke Steele, see, that's what I thought too, my guy, but and I took, I turned off DirectX, I went back to DirectX 11, um, after the first day and i'm and i'm still experiencing the same things uh i'm still getting the same issues now again I, it could have been because i didn't have a bio, my bios wasn't fully updated or whatever the case might be but everything else was updated and i wasn't having any other issues i just think that there's optimization issues the only reason i say that is because uh, I, you know, I ducked through the internet and everything, and I saw other people saying similar things that, hey, um, you know, I'm experiencing all these other issues. You got to go into the NVIDIA control panel and make sure you set the game at 100 frames or set it whatever frame rate that you want to play at so it stays there. And then I was doing those things, and the game would still drop down. It would go, it would start off with playing 100 plus frames, and then it would drop down to 30, and then I would play more, and then it would drop down to 10. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I can't do it. It got to the point where it was just pissing me off. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know what? Instead of just getting pissed off at the game, I'm just going to play on my series console. So yeah. went over there, hopped on the Series S. And I feel like after we hopped on, uh, I got on the Series S, I've had solid experience since. I haven't had any issues. Uh, so most of this gameplay that you're going to see today, again, the gameplay that you're going to get today, uh, the first half of it is on PC. So you'll see that I, I was having smooth game. Like things were working just fine. And then we got to a certain point and then things just got choppy. Uh, but the back half is actually played on the Series S. So um, you let me know if you can tell the difference. Uh, but with that being said, yeah, man. So I was just trying to prevent frustration with this thing. Because again, I mean, we were having a good time with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although, sure. and it's a good, I mean, it's a good uh, good way to like kind of roll into this. But because I know we wanted to touch on it since the update came out before yeah. the uh, upcoming games and everything. But right. 
for me, there's other things that are going on within the ascent as far as just optimization wise goes. Um, there's some frame issues. Uh, I know Pong was saying like he's playing on the Series X, right? Yeah. And yeah. on the Series X, you're not expecting to run across some of these issues. But I thought it was initially because we're oh connection issues, whatever the case might be. But Pong, even Pong was saying like he was experiencing some choppiness in some areas. Yeah. Uh, and it's random. It is random. Just random yeah. choppiness. And it yeah. was just like it just pulls you out of the experience, uh, I mean, especially when you get, you know, when you get really into it, man. Um, because I mean, I mean, we love we're loving the weapons, we're loving the combat, we're loving the missile structure. You know, uh, shout out to Poon, Poon out. You know what I mean? He's Poon the out. guy, my boy, the, the <laughs> homie Poon. Uh, but but yeah, it's just it seems like this definitely seems like there's something else going on within the game that can be a turn off, but I don't want. I don't want that to discourage anybody, right? I mean, if you're having a solid time with it, keep joining. I've heard other people that were having an excellent time with yeah. it. So uh, ho hopefully it continues to get those updates and everything else. Uh, Luke Steele again says, for sure it is not well optimized in any case. And weirdly, the ray tracing and DLSS options either don't work or aren't available on yeah. the Game Pass PC version. Yeah, Luke Steele, it's, it's yeah. still the same thing for me. I don't have any of those options. Um it's like, damn, I, I really, I kind of low-key don't want those options. It was crazy <laughs> to me is I, I saw somebody on Reddit kind of going on and on. So I, I, I do want you to get your, uh, I do want to get your opinions real quick on the ascent before. Yeah, no, no, no. Keep going, brother. Games. Look, we don't have a lot to talk about today, so let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I saw somebody, I saw somebody, just to talk a little bit more on the PC side of things, I saw somebody say, oh, uh, well, you'll be surprised of how demanding this game actually is. At, even at 1080p at Ultra, it's, I'm like, no, man. I was just playing the game just fine <laughs> at 120 plus yeah. frames with no issues. And no, I, like, that just makes no sense. Uh, you know what I mean? I got a 2070 Super. I got a 300X, uh, 3800X Ryzen CPU. So it's like, the, I have a PC that can, handle it above and beyond especially at 1080p like if it was at 4k i'd be like all right i'm doing too much but it's at 1080p man like come on what is going on but that's just me other than that uh the fr little flame frame stuff uh i saw somebody uh geezer prime was saying the audio issues i know you can speak to that a little bit pong uh because you said you were getting some of those you know when you were fighting the robots and everything the, the machine gun stuff. noises yeah wouldn't go away yeah. So yeah. uh, tell, tell me a little bit how you feeling about Ascent. Give the people a little bit of an update, man. Uh, I know oh, we talked about it yeah. last time, but. Yeah, yeah, no, we did. Um, you know, again, uh, you know, we list off all these like little issues that we're having, but I got to say the game itself is just fun. Uh, it is really, really good. Uh, and again, I give credit to the 12-man team over there at Neon Giant for being ambitious. Now, were they too ambitious? You can argue that. And that might be why we're seeing what we're seeing, mm -hmm. uh, that they try to do too much with a small team. Uh, but this game overall is still a blast. There's balancing issues. Uh, you know, there's oh, all these little... Oh, yeah. Talk to that. Yeah, Talk about yeah, that. yeah. There's balancing issues. Um, you know, the, the, the random... Uh, the, the random difficulty spikes uh, when you meet enemies uh, and they could be the same level, they could be a lower level and all of a sudden they fight better than the higher level. You know, like they, they're bigger yeah, bullet sponges. That was the like thing it, that we were experiencing because we were yeah. playing on hard because the update came yeah. out and we were playing on hard. And yep. mind you, me and Palmer were like level 20 and we're like, what, 24 now? 20, yeah, 24, 25. Uh, we're yeah. somewhere up there. Um, yeah. 
at the time, I think we were like level 22. We're level 22. I turned I turned difficulty to hard just to try it out to see see what's going on because I you know I like to play my games on harder difficulty, and um, we get into these level. We meet a, a group of level 16 enemies, and we're like. Bro, we're using the we're using the uh, the RPG twenty three, and we're shooting upgraded. these guys. RPGs. Upgraded. I'm talking about it's like tier eight, level eight, level nine. Yeah, RPG, RPGs, yeah. Uh, RPG twenty threes, and we're shooting these guys like six times. We're like, bro, what is, what is going on? And then they 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 shoot us right. with a couple bullets, and we're like already halfway dead. I'm like, all right, man, like that just doesn't make sense. Something's off with the balance. But my fault. Go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, so I, I, again, like we, we mentioned all this stuff because it, it, it definitely needs to be talked about, and it's something that they're obviously working on. Again, twelve man team. Um, they, they got uh, obviously their nose to the grindstone. Uh, they got out that first patch. Um, I wish they were given a little bit more updates, but again, if they're just nose to the grindstone trying to get this stuff worked out, you know, more power to them. I'm all about it. Um, this game overall, you know, again, still sits, uh, you know, probably at a seven, you know, seven, 7.5 for me with the issues. Uh, if the issues weren't there, this would easily be an 8.59. Um, I think this game has a lot going for the details. How many times do we stop steel, uh, as we've reached these new sections and gone, oh, man, look at this place. Quite a few times. Biggest example. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were playing that section the other day, and yeah. we thought we were about to run off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the glass, the glass is so dang clear, man. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Like both of us had the same feeling at the same time. It was hilarious. Uh, I had this feeling like you're running off the edge, but it was a glass. You know, it, it was a uh, a transparent part of the walkway, but it looked so clear that you thought you were walking off the edge. Uh, that, just stuff like that. But they, again, the details never cease to amaze. The detailing in the levels. Uh, and actually all the different uh, places that we're now seeing steel, like, you know, from the, from the early shots and the early videos, you know, you pretty much thought you were going to be in this grimy city. Well, there's other spots that surprise you. I'm not going to give it away for anybody who hasn't played right, it, exactly. but you, but you walk into other spots. You're like, Holy cow, where am I now? This is completely different from where I just was. This is not the grimy, dirty cyberpunk city I was just in. Right. Um, so things like that just surprise the different uh, ways that they use. Again, I'm a big color guy. That's what you always hear me talk about it, but you know, with palettes and stuff, but th just a different uh, how they differentiate a lot of the levels with just the color that you, they use and the lighting that they use is absolutely stunning in some places. I, I mean, really, uh, you know, I think Jez uh, Gordon from Windows Central said it, you know, that this is probably going to be one of the best looking games you will see out there right now. Yeah, and I would say for the most part, he's right. Now, we've, we've, walked, we've had we've, we've walked into some graphical issues as well, Steel. Uh, I think yeah. a lot of or I think a lot of the problems on my side with assets not loading, uh, I've had to wait many, many times coming off the elevator or mm -hmm. coming out of a taxi for the for the levels. I sent the Steel a screenshot of it where there's. <laughs> Just nothing. We're walking in midair, pretty much, with I, buildings down below. Um, that kind of stuff, I think a lot of it has to do with the co-op. Um, and I think it's, it, again, I think that it has to be fixed, patched out, obviously, and and, and redone or whatever the case may be, because there seems to be more issues in co-op than there is in single player because I've seen a lot of people playing single player and even though a lot of people were having problems with the difficulty spikes in single player, they didn't seem to be having a lot of the glitchiness that we've been coming across with co-op. Uh, so I have a feeling a lot of it has to do with that. Now, thankfully, we haven't lost any save files. I know people have lost save files. People have had corrupted save files, whatever the case may wow, be, um, stuff like that. We have had one side mission not pop 
And I think yeah. that was, we've only had one side mission. I know people have had multiple side missions. I do have the achievement bug. I've got achievements that are not popping for me uh, while we're playing co-op, which I know is another issue that people have uh, talked about. I've seen a lot of people, I think the mag just posted that he finished the game, uh, did all oh, okay. the uh, stuff to get the achievements, but was missing three achievements. Um, okay. So um, that kind of stuff, uh, you know, again, needs to be worked on, but Neon Giant for their first game out, this ambitious in a cyberpunk world. And I was kind of talking about this chat last night because, or a couple days ago, I can't remember where I was. Um, somebody asked why, has there ever been a perfect cyberpunk game, uh, a bug-free cyberpunk game? Uh, and I said, yeah, I go back to Shadowrun on Genesis to get close Damn. to that. Um, but I said that um, the thing with cyberpunk is, it, it, you know, it, anytime you do cyberpunk, it's really, I think it's probably one of the toughest genres to nail down in video games just because it gets so complex, right. especially when you get into the RPG aspect of stuff uh, with all the tech, with all the stuff that's going on in a cyberpunk world. Uh, to me, it feels like it's one of the, the, the toughest genres just to get right. Uh, and I think a lot of times your resources are spent working on all of the different systems that are involved in a game that is in a cyberpunk world. Uh, and so what you wind up is these games come out and they just feel you know unpolished or they just have these little problems because there's so much going on even more so than like a medieval style western rpg right uh there's a lot of stuff going on there but it's not as complex as what you got going on in cyberpunk mm -hmm. at least that's just my feelings again no experience in dev work but again cyberpunk worlds just seem to have these little issues all the time so right. um but overall, again, the experience, Steele and I are having a blast. I still oh, yeah. have a couple of uh, short videos I clipped from Xbox that I have to post to Twitter uh, of some craziness because Steele and I have an army of us. Uh, uh, mechanical spiders. Yeah, we love those uh, spiders. <laughs> we love those we, damn spiders. That we throw out that these enemies just aren't ready for because oh. uh, we get like, uh, I don't know, probably 12 to 14 spiders on screen at the same time and stuff gets hectic along with our RPGs. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's, it's been a blast. I love the game. Uh, I'm really impressed with Neon Giant out the gate. I think this is a studio to watch as they grow, as they learn. I think this is obviously they, they, definitely have the know-how now they just got to get better at putting it all together uh right. in the in the final product right that they, they took extra time to get to this point so i i'm glad they didn't release last year because i can't imagine what kind of state it was in last year now seeing it here right mm -hmm. you know with the pandemic and everything else this was supposed to be a, a launch window title uh so i'm glad they delayed it i'm glad it's where it's at uh unfortunately there's going to be some people who are just turned off by the glitches and the bugs you know some people are more sensitive to that stuff i'm not i come from the old school when we got Got a lot of that stuff back in the day uh so i pushed through it i pushed through it i just have fun with it uh, but there's a lot of people nowadays especially with how many games that are out there that are going to play this encounter some of the stuff that you and i have encountered steel and put it away but i'll yeah. tell you what most of my twitter feed anybody that's been playing it for a while having you know, a great time having a great time k mega's loving it shout out to k mega i saw him tweeting about it um you know i've seen so many people just really really loving this game uh like you and i are Facts. despite the bugs we just have to mention what's going on yeah uh, the difficulty yo why don't you talk about because you you kind of played around the difficulty on your side because you're hosting the game what'd you see out of the difficulty patch that they put in i um again maybe it's where we're at but just like the scenario that i posted uh, that i posted to you guys earlier where we turn it on hard and we're fighting enemies that are a lower level than us uh that we have, have at least a four level gap on 
and uh, you still still getting the night and you know getting shredded by him but we got good gear on too it's not like we got some mediocre gear on or whatever the case we got low level gear no it's we're, we got good gear on too um at least that good for our stats at least the way it comes across um and i guess it kind of speaks to what jess corden was saying about the rpg element and how some of the stats don't really scale well uh with with the game overall yeah, um, he, he said on Xbox Two yesterday, not to jump in, but yeah. since you brought that up, he said on Xbox Two yesterday, he just wished they would have dropped the entire RPG uh, element and just ran and just perfected a twin stick shooter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I agree, <sighs> and I definitely I agree with some of those points. Yeah. I do like what they're going, what they're going for. Uh, but another example of that, I guess, of the scaling or whatever the case, because they let you, you know, they let you get whatever gun and take it with you, right? You can level it up as much as you want to, whatever the case might be. Uh, I started using the what EBR, the 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 gun that had the tracing rounds or whatever the case uh, that you said, yep. the the energy yep. one. Yep. And <laughs> I started using that. I got that gun to level five and yep. it's stronger than my level nine submachine gun. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I was like, okay. Uh, that doesn't really make sense. If it's supposed to scale with me as I'm leveling up, if you're going to give me that opportunity to spend the resource, because it's not like you get this resource and they just drop like it's rain, right? It's not, right. they just don't drop right. out of nowhere. Like you, you got to kill enemies and you got to go to these different areas. You got to do a bunch of missions to get these resources. So it's like when you spend them, you, yeah. you got to spend some time going to go get some more. So for me to have spent all the resources and then use it and it's like, damn, I, I don't know. I, it just seems off. And then when we put it on the harder difficulty, it just seems like the scaling is off at least. You know, I don't mind the game, the enemies hitting harder or whatever the case might be, but don't dumb down my damage. You know what right. I mean? Like right, 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 don't right, scale right. back my damage just because you the game got harder or whatever right. the case might be. We were doing just fine. Like <laughs> before yep. you put the difficulty in there, we were running around RPGing. If they weren't like what? If they weren't at least, because again, we've had level eight RPGs. It was like the first one guns we leveled up. Yeah, yeah we've yeah, had yeah, level yeah. eight RPGs for a while. You know what I mean? So unless the unless the enemies were our level or higher, yep. we were two tapping everything else. Oh, if yeah. it wasn't oh, one yeah. shot, it, we were two tapping everything else. If you weren't our level or above, so it's just like you put it on hard and it changes. It's like okay, now it takes four or five shots. Um, I don't know, man. It just doesn't. This seems like it doesn't scale, scale well. But again. It was just a little bit of time that we were able to get in that night. Uh, we can always go back in and play with it. Uh, but again, I mean, but overall, we've been having a good time with it. Uh, yeah, just yeah for sure. It's been fun. It, not taking it too serious. But yeah, no. With that being said, we've Poon got. Out. Yeah, poon out facts. <laughs> we, we, 408 hung. Oh, yeah. Don't, you can't forget about. <laughs> look, look, I'm hung. sorry, guys. But if you haven't played the estate yet, I know some people have bashed the uh, uh, or have trashed the story and stuff. Mm -hmm. But honestly, there's some really good writing in there and some really low key comedy that's oh, yeah. just hilarious. And there's some shout outs to major movies yeah. uh, and sci fi from the past, which is really Star cool. Wars I've references. caught, <laughs> yeah, I've caught like five or six references, Star Wars references uh you know uh, one of the one of the scenes uh one of the characters says and remember no disintegration and i was dying i was like oh my god they actually did a star yeah. wars reference so there's the neon giant understands what they got and, and what they're dealing with and i i love some of it and, and like i said some of the low-key comedy me and steel have been laughing 
and yeah. I can't help myself. I'm it's, a kid. There's a lot. So. There's a lot of. There's definitely a high ceiling yeah. for them out. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. them there, I'm excited to see where they can really take the game. Um, I would. I would love to see an ascent too. Uh, again, I mean, we haven't beat this game yet, but I think now because we've been pushing through, we were pushing through the missions at one point. I yeah. think now when we get, if we ever get, we get a chance to go back in, probably gonna do a lot of side missions and whatnot. Uh, just a lock knockout because I'm. I mean, oh, we've been doing a lot of those, but yeah, we oh, yeah. did kind of push through the main missions at one point. So, um, but, but we're ninety percent of uh, the, co- the, the enemy codex, codex these, already. Yeah, the, the enemy codex, codex already. Yeah. yeah so, so we we'll see. Good. But we yeah. were having a good time. But I definitely, I definitely suggest it to the people who are interested in it. If not, hey, just wait. Maybe wait a little bit if you're playing something else and jump yeah. into it when you got some time. Man. You know, it's it's definitely one of those games to where uh, it'll improve the longer it's out, uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah. with that being said, man, uh, just to shout out some people in the chat. Uh, yeah, we, we got to show some love before we get into the upcoming game segment. Uh, we're already, oh, I, I, again, we're already 30 minutes in. Of course I mean, we are. I what mean, you, 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 know, you know how we do. You know how we get, give it up, man. Uh, yeah. But look, I, I got to shout out to the people because, I mean, the biggest reason why me and Pong do this is because of y'all. Uh, I saw y'all on Xbox Ultimate. Uh, last night shout out to the one year of the that's right that's right xbox ultimate uh uh podcast being being out and y'all really doing y'all thing much love to you guys out there uh y'all showing me nothing but love uh respect uh you know positive energy and everything and i feel like that just gets reciprocated right uh because again you're part of the family brother you know that oh yeah yeah. uh because again a lot of what a lot of what we did like especially me and Paul, man. A lot of our initial engagement was through chats and stuff, man. Uh, you know, shout out to Boom, shout out to RDX. I mean, none of these guys need the shout out, but um, I definitely want to give them the shout out because uh, shout out to the Lords. Uh, you know, midweek mix up, shout out midweek yeah. fr- facts. Of course, the I, Green we, Pass Gaming. Hey, by the way, definitely do. Green Pass Gaming. I know you guys probably aren't going to listen to this because you got a <laughs> lot going on, facts. but uh, Flap and Puxley, man, blessings to you and the family. We you know. Again, my yes. thoughts and prayers are with you guys. 100%. Um, you know, tough times. Again, uh, you know, take all the time you need. We'll all be here when you guys get back. But uh, just take care of yourselves. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Boom, if it wasn't for the Iron Lords, if it wasn't for RDX, uh, and if it wasn't for uh, Rand. Xbox I don't know if, yeah. uh, you know, I don't think I would have been in the community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because those yeah. are the shows that got me into the community. Those are the shows that me and Pong were chatting with in the background um, and what started the whole engagement with us in, in DMs and everything. Uh, you know, I, I know people try to, you know, people like to try to make fun of Pong a little bit. Say, oh, he's the encyclopedia gaming and he's just on every podcast. And, and but, but I want you guys to know it's, it's a genuine thing. You know, Pong does these podcasts because he loves talking about it. This is, this is, you know, it's beyond. It's a passion, but not. It's not only a passion, but it's something that he genuinely cares about. Uh, and it's the same. It's the same thing for me, man. Like, um, you know, I wrote a post the other day, you know, just trying to point something out that, you know, everybody, because everybody was talking about, since I've been joining the community and what well, we've been in the community uh, over a, over a year now. Yeah, uh, about yeah, a year I, now. Yeah. About a year and five months for me. So okay, okay, it's probably yeah. been a little over a year for me. Uh, no, it's just been a year. Oh, I say officially. Oh, I jumped oh, okay. in. I gotcha, jumped gotcha, in, gotcha. but officially it's been a, just a year. I think I jumped in in August last gotcha, year. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. about the same time. Um, and you know, we were talking about a lot of you know people talk about well, who's hardcore, who's casual all the time. And I wrote a post the other day saying, hey, you know, me being in this community kind of really opened my eyes a little bit because to me, I was of the oh, I was of the understanding for a long time. That if you weren't if you were a multiplayer gamer, you were a casual. 
So it's like I came into the community thinking everybody was a casual because nobody was playing multiplayer games. You know what I mean? At, at least not at that level. Like you don't even have to be competitive with it. But if you weren't playing, it doesn't have to be just Call of Duty or just Battlefield. Or it's like you have a slew of multiplayer games that you play. You know what I mean? And I had the you know had the perspective that oh well I mean if you weren't playing multiplayer games you're not a, you weren't a hardcore gamer. And then I saw everybody else saying hey you know talking about it speaking to it. And everything else, and I was like, okay, well, I, I can understand why everybody else feels like they're more of a, uh, you know, more of a hardcore game. But for me now, I see it more as because uh, I forgot who made this point, but somebody made the point that I don't think anybody's hardcore uh, because you, you're always gonna have casual. But I don't necessarily think anybody's hardcore per se, just because hardcore people are typically the ones that are getting paid for it, right? Uh, those are the ones, when you think of somebody who's hardcore, they're getting, they're getting paid to play games, right? We're all, it's just like uh, somebody who loves cars. You're an enthusiast. You're not a hardcore car guy. You know what I mean? You're, you're a car enthusiast. I mean, sure, you could call yourself that, but let's be honest, Paul, who out there really calls himself a hardcore car guy? You know what I mean? You're, you're an enthusiast. Why, why, why are you coming at me like right now? I mean, you're coming at myself. I feel too. attacked. I'm a car guy attacked. too. I'm a car guy too. <laughs> don't, don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you're you're an enthusiast. I'm with that. It's enjoying the passion and really speaking to the bigger picture. Cause that's what me and Paul always try to do, right? Uh but again, you know, you got the people in the background and say, Oh, you really care about other people's opinions. Or what? How other people feel, or how other people look at god. gaming? Oh god! Oh no, nah, I'm not going. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. No, ra no rabbit hole. No. Uh, there's no rabbit hole here. But okay. We're not going to go to Alice. It's not going to be uh, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, but you know, but you have you have people who you know who are really in tune to the self experience. That's how gaming typically is. Uh, but then you have people like me and Pong who like to speak to that bigger picture. Like we say all the time, we're trying to talk to the 3 billion people. We want more people to be involved in gaming. Again, we'll talk about it in, in a little bit. Gaming is bigger than it's ever been. Sony sitting at 10 million consoles sold. Xbox sitting right around 7, 7 million sold. Switch getting to 100 billion. You know what I mean? And the sales in gaming are just like over, going over and over and over year after year. And this last year has really proven it. If anything, uh, it's something that everybody should go, uh, should go back and look at. You know what I mean? So that's the overall point that I wanted to make with that, man. And I'm just grateful to everybody who's here, who gets tuned in, who's, who enjoys doing the podcast, who loves what we do. Uh, Paul made the comment earlier that, I mean, it seems like the third week in a row, we've been getting the consistent down vote. So somebody doesn't <laughs> like what we do here, but they the won't tell The down vote me. went away, though, it looks oh, like. Oh, it did. So, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so somebody yeah. took it back. That's that awesome. Must, must have been a mistake, but hopefully, whatever. Hopefully. It don't but, matter. It, it don't no, matter. We're doing don't. something right. We're reaching people. One way or another, we're, we're out here reaching people, and it doesn't matter if you hate us or love us. Uh, we still appreciate the uh, interaction. So yeah. it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the entire point. We can't grow yeah. if you guys don't let us hey, let us know how we can grow. Um, and we, we, you know, we appreciate you guys that are here. Uh, we love, you know, that you guys are always coming in and engaged. That's the that's the most amazing thing to me is that, you know, the people who come week by week, you guys aren't yeah. just sitting in chat saying nothing. Like we actually have a chat that is scrolling. 
uh, you know, it's not zooming or whatever the case might be, but it doesn't have to. But I can at least, you know, see who's here. I can read through your messages. And I love the engagement that he, that is here, man. So just to shout y'all out real quick. Dan the Man Cunningham, what is going on, my guy? Infinite, what's up? It's Timmy. What's going on? Uh, Last Emperor, much love, my guy. He's a prom. You already know what it is, man. Much love. Fat boy horror. Dirt goodriggity. What's going on, man? General C. Who else we got? Matt Barnes. You know, I always love when you're here. You're here every week, man. I appreciate the love that you show us. Uh, that's for sure. Who else we got in here, man? Uh, Lady Foxfire stopped in to say it was going on. Much love. Just Key. What's popping, my guy? Uh, what's going on? Luke Steele. What's popping? Uh, who else we got? Alex was you, in here. Alex is Val. Did you get Joe? Joe Dunmore. Yeah. I, I know he was here. I know he was here. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely want to shout him out. Uh, back from the dead. What's going on, man? Psychonauts, he stopped in before he got back on the road. Uh, stay safe, my bro. Uh, brother Chris and brother Peter from NLG yes, stopped yes. by. Much love to them. And... Uh, Look, if, if you're still if you're still here locked in, tuned in, let us know in the chat. Say, yo, what's popping, my guys? And, Psychonauts, uh, my brother, he's uh going home today from his uh family, uh we'll call it vacation in Florida, okay. and he's driving home today. So uh I'm sure he's probably listening to us all the way back to Ohio. Maybe we can get him the whole way there, Steel. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> we could cut that trip short for him uh, just uh, listening to our sultry voices. Um yes. but yeah, and then other than that, I always also want to shout out to the Midweek Mix-Up Collection. Uh, again, I want to try to do that uh, every show from this point collective, forward. Collective, uh, not collection. My fault. The collective. <laughs> collection, collective. You're, you're, we're, we're, collecting we're a something. collection. We're, we're collecting something. Uh, the collective. You're completely, you're, you're completely correct. That's the Midweek Collective. Uh, mid, midweek Mix-Up Collective. Um, that's for, a mouthful it is it wandering is. dutch say, say that five i think he did it on fast. purpose i think dutch did that on purpose <laughs> mr, mr. Kima, we see you yeah must love must love okay. uh but yeah man you know i just want to show y'all some love and the appreciation that you guys have shown and the support uh with that being said man let's go ahead and get into these upcoming games man we got to let the people know because nobody else likes to let the people know what is going on within the gaming space what games are releasing what can you look forward to and we do this week by week man uh we only let you know what's coming up within the next week the sly crow i see you what's good <laughs> last emperor i see you but let's get into these uh, upcoming games man what you got to tell us Paul? what what is going on with upcoming games man another huge week uh especially on the indie side of things man we are just so blessed right now as gamers it's absolutely insane what is happening uh i cannot believe it uh so we've got the week of august 9th coming up again using gameinformer.com backslash uh or forward slash i should say 2021 uh, again not perfect by any stretch of the imagination yes. because there is so much coming out they are going to miss stuff but we are going to use this one for this week. So uh, first up on this list is Black Book coming out to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and the PC developer Morteshka and publisher Hype Train Digital. Now, this is an interesting little title. Uh, this I actually played during the uh, demo, uh, the ID at Xbox demo week. Where okay. They released like, uh, I don't know how many it was this year. I think it was like quite a few. I think plus, it was like 40. Plus, I know it was at least 50 plus. 
Yeah, something like like that. Something crazy. 40, 50, 60, 70, it don't matter. Uh, They gave us a chance to play a lot of them. And I actually picked this one out of the group, knowing nothing about it. Uh, Really? You know, I just, I kind of read the descriptor. This is a cool little indie RPG based upon, I want to say, Scandinavian mythology, which isn't covered a whole lot. Now, you know, I'm not talking Norwegian. I'm not talking Viking. I'm talking Scandinavian. So there is a different mythology. But this is about a about the uh witch mythology um and making a pact with the devil uh to accomplish what you need to do and it's about this girl who makes a pact with the devil becomes a witch uh and has to go and uh you know there's a whole story behind it in the world but she again you you can go ahead and fight demons and then mm-hmm. bring them over to your side and of course you can have their powers uh, to help you out. Uh, very cool little title. Uh, the style is very simplistic. Uh, very mm. simplistic style. Uh, the faces kind of bothered me. In fact, they were so simplistic. However, there's some beautiful, like the the scenery, the environments with that style mm. uh, look gorgeous in some places. Uh, so I was actually enjoyed my time with this demo. Um, so anybody's looking for something, uh, you know, smaller scale, rpg mechanics with card system i, I forgot to mention that it oh, wow. does have okay. a card system as well uh go check out black book uh and take a look at it it might be up your alley it, it i might jump back into it actually that's how impressed i was with it and how much t- uh, you know uh, how much uh, fun i had with it uh acting is is independent act it's a small it's a small small game studio uh it, it definitely could tell uh but again doesn't detract from what the game is. I love indies, so I I don't mind that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just overall, I had fun with the gameplay. So Black Book comes out on August the 10th. Uh, and then next up, we have uh, Button City. Um, don't know if I've heard this one. There's this a is an animal. Yeah, cutesy animal game coming out on PlayStation 5. Uh, coming out on next gen. They don't even oh, wow. list or or xbox one it's playstation 5 yeah, xbox switch. series console switch and pc okay cool uh i haven't heard about it but next gen game. only right i know is that game gonna have ray tracing I ray trace <laughs> cartoon characters in right. an artistic world <laughs> right uh that's kind of crazy uh but yeah that comes out august 10th as well uh godfall the game that could not be done anywhere but next gen playstation 5 uh <sighs> is actually coming to playstation 4 shockingly enough um i can't believe randy pitchford lied i you know again uh i can't believe that uh but godfall coming to playstation 4 also on august 10th um good game lawn mowing simulator Yes, that is right. Anybody want to go check that out? Uh, Jez had a couple uh, funny tweets the other day from Windows Central yesterday. Uh, he was playing it and doing awful. But long mowing sim- simulator. Yeah. I get an I get enough of that in real life. I, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I'm not picking this up. So, what? So you don't want to? You don't want to put circles no. in the grass? You can you tell know, this when is you gonna be a streamer's ground? delight. You know, there's gonna be people cutting all sorts of phallic things into the grass you know what's coming steel so <laughs> this is this is gonna be a streamer's dream uh but anyways oh. law mowing simulator comes out to series consoles and pc this is a console exclusive for xbox oh it's on uh yeah 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 it is <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it is Phil and his team putting in work Herb Digital, go, Sarah Bond, get, 
Yeah, you locking yeah. these down, man. Oh, all right. Lawn mowing simulator, Xbox Series Shout console, to PC, much August love. 10th. Yeah, much love. Uh, Glitch Punk is coming to PC on August 11th. Uh, developer Dark Lord and publisher Datalink uh, hmm. Entertainment. Uh, again, I'm all about cyberpunk stuff. I think this is a narrative-driven one, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it doesn't have any details. Yeah, it doesn't have any details. I think it's narrative-driven, but that's totally cool. I'm all about cyberpunk world. So uh, if you're on PC, check that out. Icarus for PC on August the 11th. Uh, hmm. This is an adventure uh, by Rock Rocketworks. Uh, wow. One to eight players. See some of these so pictures down here? It's a PvE yeah. survival game. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's looking, uh, it's, it's, it's looking pretty it's nice. Looking pretty cool, actually. Uh, yeah, PC gets so many cool stuff. I can't wait until they start bringing more over to console, even though we have enough games as it is. Yeah, I, just, I just, I just want to try all these games, Steel. You know I, me. I, I, I can't I know, stand man. it. I know. I see something like that, and I'm like, cool, like a whole living world survival kind of game. I'm down. Let's try it out. Um, Instead of surviving see, in real life, go survive in the game. Right, survive the game. I'd much rather try to survive the game than in real life. Uh, Seed of Life is coming out. This is a puzzle game from Mad Light Studio, uh, Leonardo Interactive. Uh, that is coming to PC on August the 11th. Um, and then we have Art of Rally. Oh, oh man, yep. I've been waiting for this. I watched in the Indie Gamer. Shout out to Indie Gamer. He has put me on so many games. Uh, the man is incredible, especially when he does his demos and he plays these yes. games. He was, I, I walked into the stream, oh God, four months ago, five months ago. Mm -hmm. I clicked on one of the streams while I was at work and I saw this game and me being a car fan, racing fan, I was like, Indy, what is this? And he's like, Art of Rally. I'm like, is it on console? Of course not. It's on PC. <laughs> of course. But he's like, but it's going to be coming to console someday. So I have been waiting on this game and it's finally dropping. And guess what? It's coming into Game Pass yes. uh, day and date, but it's also coming out for PlayStation 5, Series Consoles, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch. Um, been out on PC. Art or Rally. Go check this out. Again, simplistic style. Looks like a completely uh, top-down, um, almost, uh, oh, I mean, old-school RC Pro-Am kind of feels to it. Mm -hmm. uh, but obviously... You know, upgraded real kind of real life cars not like remote control cars or anything like that but rally style and it looks absolutely phenomenal Facts. i've been waiting on this i'm definitely game. I'm, def I'm probably gonna beat the entire game can, when it once it comes yeah, out on game good, good i love to hear that steel i didn't know if you were into art of rally yet or not yeah so, i'm i'm, uh, I'm in the i'm in all types of racing game auto rally seems cool it seems like one of those games especially after work uh what kind of the weeks i've been having getting yeah. retaining a lot of different knowledge and whatnot um, right. it's definitely seems like one of those games. I do the same thing with Forza too, but this seems like one of those games where I could just jump in, have a good time with it. Uh, you know, if it has difficulty settings, put it on a harder difficulty and just have a good time. Just, you know, yeah. drift around corners and see how right. fast I can really, you know, get my time down. So sounds like a good exactly. time. Exactly. Steel, uh, how long would it take you to pull up that video I sent you on foreclosed? Uh, I have it, I already have it pulled up. You have already have it pulled mm -hmm. up? Okay, because that's the next game. So if you okay. want to pull that up. Hey, guys, uh, guys and gals, um, there are so many games coming out. Like, you can't keep up anymore. This one popped up on Twitter yesterday. And I was like, what? What is this? Why have I not heard about this game? So uh, I, I got the uh, Games Radar video uh, that they showed gameplay of. Again, I don't know how I miss this game because usually I'm on top of Cyberpunk games. Um, but again, there's so much coming out. I think this is kind of where we're at now. If you can't spend 24 seven online, just looking at new games coming out, mm -hmm. you're going to miss stuff. So I want to bring attention to this game. 
because I watched the video from the gameplay video from a games radar. This is a narrative driven game. It's called foreclosed. Uh, it, it is uh, by merge. Um, and this is a narrative driven action game. There is action to this game. You are going to be actually using weapons and cyberpunk abilities in this game. They've got all of that. It's coming out on everything. You name it. It's coming on stadia for God's sake. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's coming out everywhere on August 12th, but the art style in this game is phenomenal. Uh, like I like it's comic book mixed with anime mixed. It is beautiful. Um, and so I just wanted to bring a little extra attention to this um, and kind of show everybody uh, what this game was about, because I think some of these games, like I said, if we if we don't look at that, look at that, look at how just, oh, man, I just love it. I just absolutely love it. Um, so, again, foreclosed is the game. It's coming August 12th. Um, it's not in Game Pass or anything like that, but it's coming out on absolutely everything. So uh, if you guys are more interested, go check it out. Games Radar did a whole blowout on it, which I didn't realize. Uh, IGN did a blowout on it. So uh, there's been a lot of people out there showing it off, but I just haven't seen it. Uh, but this just looks absolutely incredible, and I can't wait to try it out. Uh, I'm legit. Like yesterday I saw it, and I'm like, you know what? This is added to the list instantly. <laughs> <laughs> so right. i just think it looks absolutely cool uh so yeah so that's foreclosed uh let me get back to my list here real quick god i was just uh admiring the uh video right there again, Are you good? it just looks phenomenal to me um and then we got uh naraka blade point from pc on pc this is an action game coming out of 24 entertainment as a developer natiz games montreal Oh, mm -hmm. is it? It is coming to PlayStation 5 as well. Uh, but yeah. that has to be announced yet. So, PC uh, on August 12th. This looks like a cool game, too. Yeah, I actually played it. Um, oh, did you? Oh, yeah, go, I got, go, I got go, into go. the, uh, I got into the open, well, not the, the closed beta for it. Uh, okay. and, and it is a, it is an interesting game. I, I thought the game was actually going to come to all consoles. <laughs> okay. You know okay. what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. But apparently it's not. It's only coming to PlayStation and uh, PC. And, it's a, and it's all right. Um, it's a basically a battle royale melee fighter. Uh, and it has it has a lot of good potential to it, man. You you got the option for you got a grappling hook. Uh, you pick up weapons. Uh, and it's all melee based, man. Uh, they do have some guns in there too. Uh, that actually, you know, they fit. You know what I mean? Uh, for at least for what the world and what they're doing. But it's kind of like an over the top melee based uh battle royale kind of game, okay. right? Okay. Uh. I do have some gameplay up on my channel for that for for now rock a blade point if, they, if anybody wants to check it out um and uh where i'm giving my thoughts and opinions on the overall gameplay at the time that i was playing it but i thought i thought it was cool man uh it definitely needed work uh when i was playing it it didn't feel as crisp uh, again i play games i play all my games with controller on pc so right. uh, at the time the good the the feel on uh, PC wasn't all that great um, as far as controller wise. And uh, I'm not going to switch the mouse and keyboard just to give it a shot. I'm not, I'm so out of training for that, that uh, I didn't want to take that chance on it and give it a bad, bad run or a bad opinion. But I do got about, I do got about an hour or so of gameplay up there on my channel. If you guys want to check that out, uh, get an opinion on it or whatever the case, if you're just, if this is the first time you're seeing it, you know what I mean? Uh, other than that, it could be interesting. It definitely has some potential. We'll see how how much people uh, really are into it, man. Right? Right, right, right. No, that's great, Steel. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you played it, man. I love I love that you've tried some of this stuff because oh, yeah. you yeah. are PCMR at the end of the day. So uh, uh, <laughs> 
I'm a gamer. Oh, should, should I say you're an Xbox PCMR? Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. <laughs> I'm an I'm an Xbox PCMR guy who also owns a Switch. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's just how life goes, I guess. I know, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I hate that, but we're I'm a gamer. I know, I know. I hate the labels. You know that. Uh, all right, so that was Naraka Blade Point again, guys. So check that out. Oh, and then here's here's the big one. This is what we've been waiting for. This has been locked down to Switch and PC for so long, but we're getting it. Game of the Year, Indie, Hades, is finally coming to PlayStation and Xbox. Of course, the big news is we get it on Game Pass. If For, the, for those of you that are obviously enrolled in Game Pass, guess what? You're getting an absolute home run game dropping into Game Pass. If you are into roguelike games okay again that's not for everybody and i get it uh steel i don't even know if you're gonna try this one out uh well hades yeah 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 oh, after, yeah, after right. playing said, yeah, death's yeah, door yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah hades is your deal yeah de- yeah 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 so hades uh again i think everybody at this point has probably heard of hades absolutely gorgeous game the music is unbelievable uh again the soundtrack for this game is just Wow. Uh, again, it's like up there with like the dooms and that kind of soundtrack. Uh, mm-hmm. It fits perfectly with the game. Um, Super giant games. Uh, again, go get this game downloaded. If you're into roguelikes, if you want a challenge, uh, go play this game. Uh, just take a look at the videos. If you have not seen it, like I said, I think most people here by now are going to have seen something on Hades because it took the, the game industry by storm last year, again, coming out of super giant games, one game of the year awards all over the place. Uh, and now we get it on uh, finally on PlayStation and on Xbox and in game pass, which is a huge win for Xbox. Uh, they did have some issues with super giant games in the past. It seems like the fences have been mended. Phil and his team has done a phenomenal job and they got this game to come in the game pass. So uh, Hades, this has been huge on my list forever. Uh, again, shout out to the indie gamer. Uh, that's the first time I saw it because, of course, I don't own anything Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was playing this game on PC. Um, and, of course, I don't PC game. So, uh, you know, between those two, I didn't have the option to get this. But I watched him play this uh, on his stream. And, my God, I fell in love instantaneously. Um, just a little quick side note. I shouted it out last week as well. But if you guys are waiting on Hades this week and you want something to scratch that itch, Curse of the Dead Gods with dropped in a game pass, Go check out Curse of the Dead Gods. Uh, Cloud, uh, some people know him from GBTB Nation, uh, who does play a ton of indie games himself. Uh, Cloud uh, actually tweeted out, uh, I had made a post uh, about something yesterday, in Cloud about Hades yesterday. Uh, Cloud uh, said that he actually thinks that, in his opinion, in his personal opinion, he might enjoy Curse of the Dead Gods even more than Hades, and he absolutely loves Hades. So if you guys need a scratch and itch, Curse of the Dead Gods, which is in Game Pass, is phenomenal as well. But Hades is something that a lot of people have been waiting on. Big, giant get. Uh, this is going to be huge at the end of this week. Uh, th- again, I've been looking forward to it. Steel, you got anything more to say about it? Because I'm not uh, I mean, looking forward to it. Uh, well, one thing I do want to say, it sounds like you got a little low right there for some reason. Maybe, maybe it was Did just I? me, but hey, people, let me, okay. let me know. Let me know if Pong sounds like he might be a little low. Uh, rescue oh, squad. I did, those, oh, I did those updates this morning. There you brother, go. There so you never go. know. You sound happening. fine. You sound fine. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, I probably, I probably was too far away. Yeah, that might have been what it was. Um, I am thoroughly uh, 
interested in Hades. Um, I was interested in it before. Um, I've been debating on whether I wanted to get it on PC for forever. Uh, but again, the the gameplay style um, is one of those things where it's not something that I necessarily would just jump into. Again, with my time, I, I value a lot of my time in the games that I get involved with. Um, like I talk with you in the in the background with uh, all the time, Paul. It's like when when I get into a game, I get fully involved in the game, and I want to fully play it and um, beat it, and I commit myself to it and everything. Um, and it takes a lot for games to attract me. Uh, Death's Door was, was a game that I saw again from the De Devolver Digital show that I just took a chance on, and I I thought it was interesting. Bought it, had an ex had an amazing time with it. Uh, and so from Death Store, I now have a supreme interest in playing Hades. And I've still been on that fence so far. I don't know if I'm going to buy it. I don't know if I'm going to just wait till Game Pass. Uh, but it looks like, hey, the more and more I debate, the sooner it's going to come out on Game Pass. So, <laughs> <Yep>. um, <laughs> yeah, between the other games that I'm playing and everything right now, uh, it, it'll probably end up being on Game Pass before I even, before I consider it again. And then when it drops, I, I probably will switch straight over to it. Uh, but I'm I'm excited for it to come out again. Like you said, it's an indie game that was a runner for Game of the Year. Uh, again, proving that point that indies drive the market. Also, uh, indies are able to you know go outside of that box, do something a little different, and really catch the attention of a greater audience. Man, um, and force you know these first party developers or whatever the case second party developers whoever else who isn't technically an indie dev um to look at these games and say damn what do we need to do different uh because it's crazy when you have indie games that get announced and they're like oh it's a game of the year you know what i mean so right it, it just gets me more excited to really test it out i'm i'm a sucker for like soundtracks and stuff like that that was one of the number one things that attracted me about doom initially is is the soundtrack I, I love the soundtrack going in between uh and you know killing different enemies and everything and hades is pretty much the same way um and if it has any relation to like death's door as far as like the combat and everything goes i actually think the combat and everything is a lot more expansive in hades from everything yes. that i've seen which is going to be exciting for me because i'm all about that um but yeah man i'm, I'm excited to play it bro yeah, I can't wait, dude. I can't wait. And I am so happy this is finally coming. So, yeah, no, like I said, another big week. Art Rally, Hades, uh, you know, again, these we are just so blessed that foreclosed game that I pointed out uh, again. Games are just coming out at such a pace right now. It's unbelievable. And a lot of this stuff was supposed to be out last year, uh, but got pushed. And, and, and a lot of people thought 2021 wasn't going to be the best year for gaming. Guess what? Uh, the second half of this year is going to be absolutely insane. Uh, we have already started to see it, and it's going to keep going here. So, uh, you know, get get your fingers ready because uh, there's a lot of playing to be done out there. Uh, so can't wait. Uh, that's it for this week. Uh, oh, no, wait. Uh, oh, oh no. got one more? I got one more. How could I forget? Steel. And I call myself a gamer. Oh, man. You got to talk about this one. How in the world did I almost forget this? Let me get back to that screen because you have to talk about this one. You have to talk about this one. Look. I don't even know if I'm going to have much to say because, I, you know, again, it speaks for itself. So there's really nothing more to say about this, man. Paw Patrol, the movie Adventure City Calls. Oh, right? man. that's dropping this week. Paw Patrol game? You gotta be look, excited for that. Look, look, Hades is going back to the to the backlog. Oh, Hades man. is going to the backlog. I'm gonna have to put that down Patrol? for a while. 
Paw Patrol <laughs> coming out for PlayStation One, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Switch, one to two player co op. It's a co op game. It's Boom, a co op game. We can game. stream it. That's right. That's as long as I get to be the girl dog. I'm cool. Let's go. As long as right, he gets so. to be the girl dog. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Truck Art Studios, Outright Games, August 13th. That's right, people. Paw Patrol. If you guys don't have this pre-ordered, I feel sorry for you. I don't know what the bonuses were. I don't remember anymore, but I'm sure they were incredible. Uh, Paw Patrol, the movie, Adventure City Calls. Man, look for it on the 13th of August. And that is, that is it. your week of upcoming games right there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen so uh that's it <laughs> now i'm done <laughs> we we, ha- we had to make sure that you guys got paw patrol if you guys didn't know about that anyway i'm gonna stop talking about paw patrol <laughs> we're not being serious yeah um, we already gave it too much i tried i tried i tried i tried uh unless you're really into that uh i know there's yeah, people out you there. have kids hey i know i know about that stuff so i definitely raised enough kids to understand so and, and i know there's people out there that like to play games for just specifically achievements yep. which is a whole different conversation uh yeah i wonder what the achievements are like uh, achie- uh, Achievement hunting, man. If you like the achievement hunt, shout out to you, man. Much love. I mean, there's people who uh, who take this stuff seriously Part of and, and uh, think that you have to have an achievement score to mount up to anything, but can't face you 1v1 in a multiplayer game. But that's neither here or there. <laughs> um, with that being said, though, man, look, I think we got something else that we can definitely roll into again. I, we, I do have gameplay up of the Ascent in the background if you guys want to kick back and enjoy that as you tune into the Living Split Screen Morning Show where we go live 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. UK time, man. Um, Again... And see, we, wait, hold on, Steve, ahead, before we roll, ahead, back, back just popped up. He said, hey, Punk, so I've played the last two Paw Patrol games because my kids love the show. Dude, like I said... Totally get it, man. Been there myself. I've done it. That's why I threw that in there because being a dad myself, you know, we're empty nesters now, but man, I went through all the younger years and and played all the games that the kids wanted to play back then too. So totally get it back. Yeah, exactly. Facts, facts, facts. And I mean, hey, more power to you. And and Rescue Cup, I see you said uh, Lost and Random releases September 10th. Yeah, man, uh, the whole... Our whole upcoming uh, game segment, we do games week by week just to let the people know uh, what's coming up in your upcoming week of gaming. Uh, it's just something that we like to do differently uh, just to kind of more so highlight the games. You know what I mean? Uh, gaming is art and it should be treated as such. Uh, that's also why we do the This Day in Gaming segment at the end. Because we that's yeah, I think him, I think him and Geezer were having a little conversation there yeah, about yeah. upcoming games. So I think you oh, okay, okay, okay. There. No, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. just wanted to reiterate just in case anybody yeah, who might be yeah. listening in. Again, yep. uh, we got people who listen to the audio platforms, and I just want you guys to know, you know, the reason why we do this. You know what I mean? We try to be different from other people, uh, not only with our energy and the conversation and the passion and the enthusiasm and um, you know, and everything else, but we want to carry them to everything else because I mean, we overall care about it man you know what i mean even though it might not be you know near and dear to my heart for everything i care about the overall picture right uh getting to those three billion you know talking to those three billion people and i uh, not making it about any specific thing because uh, here at the living split screen we're a non-console eccentric platform we talk about everything that's going on in gaming whether it's on playstation whether it's on xbox uh pc switch on nintendo you know what i mean because they're all important right uh no matter who what we can argue all day about who competes with who and what games compete with what game uh, at the end of the day we're always going to have different perspectives to come from we're always going to have different conversations again like i said at the beginning of the show I, you know i had a mindset for a long time that if you weren't playing multiplayer games you weren't a hardcore gamer um and at the end of the day 
all enthusiasts man we we enjoy the hobby um it's our passion you know a lot of people have different things they like to do if you like to draw you know what i mean we like the game there's nothing wrong with that uh with that being said though man there was a game that actually just came out well it didn't come out but uh they released the beta for it, right it was the closed beta that is correct, sir. Closed and, beta, early uh, beta, early beta. Uh, that's that's what they uh, that's what they called it because they're going to have an open beta this coming week okay. as well. Uh, so that's that that's going to be big for a lot of people that didn't get into this round. So facts, sure. facts, facts. Yep. Um, but there was a game that came out in closed beta that a lot of people are saying is Left 4 Dead Three. You know what I mean? But it's actually Back for Blood. I've been made by the same devs, I believe, the same people that made uh, Left 4 Dead, uh, well, made Left 4 Dead, um, pretty much have their hands in this one also. And uh, every, everyone's been saying, you know, some great things about it. So I definitely wanted you to talk a little bit about it before, because yeah. you got more yeah. of like a, uh, the positive highlights. I'm not saying that I don't have anything positive to say about it, but yeah. uh, I don't particularly have a huge interest in it. I was never a huge Left 4 Dead guy. Uh, and again, when I, when I looked at it, it made me feel like I might as well just play Call of Duty Zombies. And uh, I mean, that's just my pers my perspective. Um, and there's other games that I'd, I would rather play. But I do want you to talk to talk to the people about what you experienced, uh, what you liked about the game and the overall potential that you think it might have. Yeah, Left 4 Dead was a huge, huge game for me. Uh both one and two i put a lot of hours especially one two i definitely put some hours into as well uh me and the kiddo uh, uh used to play it together mm -hmm. um it, it's a fantastic game um you know turtle rock um has done an incredible job uh of course you know again they're the original devs uh for anybody who doesn't know of uh left for dead uh, and they actually got permissions uh, from Valve to basically create Left 4 Dead all over again. They just had to use a different name. Uh, but they they uh, definitely uh, brought back the old feeling of Left 4 Dead. They have updated it um, to modern style. Because, again, Left 4 Dead back in the day, if you played it, it was all about the, you know, it, what, what made it popular was definitely the gameplay mechanics. Uh, it was the definition of multiplayer co-op. Uh, back in the day, uh, it set the bar really high for those style of games. Uh, that's why it became such a huge hit, especially starting out on uh, PC, uh, being a Valve game, obviously, and then coming over uh, to consoles. Uh, it was phenomenal. Uh, and Turtle Rock has recaptured uh, that, that same feeling, but giving it the modern spin. They have definitely set this up for a games of service style. And again, I know that name makes people cringe and some people even puke, but at the end of the day, that's where the industry, you know, a portion of the industry has gone and it makes sense for these developers to do this if they're going to create the style of game to keep people playing it and engagement uh, and making money, which means that at the end of the day, we get more games from these developers uh, as long as they're successful, right? So for me, I don't mind that at all. They didn't do it excessively. Uh, they've done it the right way, I think. Uh, with how they have uh, kind of uh, changed how the game plays a little bit uh, as far as your weapons, especially handling, uh, you know, you get now they have a much greater selection of weapons right. uh, than they did back in the day. Basically back in the day was assault rifle, shotgun, pistol, melee you know, is your basic standard 
Uh, and now they've added a lot more weapons in each one of those. They've got now got rarities on those weapons uh, and they've got attachments for the weapons, which uh, definitely affects the rarity. Um, I love it. Uh, the, the gun handling in this game is tight already. Uh, the beta definitely showed it. It felt really, really good. Uh, sounds wise, it felt really good. It's not going to blow you away graphically. Um, you know, it's not pushing anything to the max in any way, shape or form, but the environments themselves are very, uh, you know, very, uh, I, I wouldn't, they're detailed. Um, I think they're just different enough from each other, mm-hmm. uh, cause they, they released the whole first act in the beta. So you got to play a lot and they released to PVP as well. Um, so you did get to try out a lot of the game. Love the characters. The characters are straight out of, you know, left for dead old style characters. The one liners are nonstop during the, during the game. Um, love it. Um, it's, it's it, again, it's a drop in, you know, drop out style kind of co-op multiplayer where you don't have to play for long periods of times. It's one of those perfect games where you're playing something and all of a sudden, you know, steel hits me up and says, and I know steel's not interested in this, but I'm just using him as no, an example. No. Steel hit steel hits me up in Xbox lives and say, Hey, you want to drop in and play a, a place through an act or play through a couple rounds, uh, you know, of back for blood. And I'd be like, yeah, you know, quick resume, whatever, pause my other game, hop in, um, it, you don't have to commit a ton of time. The levels, you know, take probably, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, depending on how big they are to complete. Uh, and you can hop out. It, it, it's awesome. Uh, and again, I think that that what they did going back and making sure that they had the the, the tight gameplay mechanics, the movement uh, from the old Left 4 Dead updated, obviously. But again, making sure that that was polished up and working really well and then dropping in a ton of different zombie types, um, you know, and giving you that dimension, um, you know, as far as you're not feeling like you're shooting the same thing all the time, you do have to watch out for some of the, you know, the, the, the boss zombies that do show up. You do have to be careful of them. Um, and then they added a card system on top of it. Um, and these card systems, you get to choose. I, I didn't quite figure it out yet. I know a lot of people got confused. They didn't really give you a tutorial on it, um, how it works. But it, basically, the, the the cards give you bonuses and, and you know, all this kind of stuff. And some of them are team bonuses. Some of them are individual bonuses, like health, stamina, you know, all the, the regular yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, but at the beginning of the match, I believe the deck kind of shuffles through itself and, like, the top card played is the is the one that you get to start out with instantaneously. You can find more within the levels uh, to become active, uh, but you can build your own deck uh, and you can build multiple decks for different situations. And that's what you choose those decks when you start out a new act uh, or start a new uh, scenario. So okay. um, really enjoyed it. Uh, really had a lot of fun. Uh, I think uh, played for about I don't know three hours, four hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a roll through. Yeah, yeah, rolled through most of the first act, um, and just had a blast. Played some PvP. PvP needs some work. Uh, it's completely unbalanced right now. Um, so the big, the 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 big, uh, I forget what they call them, the big guys with the one big giant arm or whatever else, super OP. Uh, you can basically run, you know, three, four people in there with those guys, uh, and you can just grab people and hold them. And basically, if their buddies don't come help them, they're dead. Like it's 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 like instantaneous. So uh, we we won our first PvP match that we went in there. Okay, uh, it, yeah. was, it was. 
we crushed uh we crushed uh so it was pretty hilarious but they need to fix that up but it has potential to be a fun little kind of side deal it's never going to probably be a main thing that everybody goes there for everybody's going to go there to play the co-op right but the pvp gives you a little different something a little different so if you get sick of a little bit of co-op you go hop into pvp and have some fun playing as zombies and as humans um you know again overall impressions very positive i'm planning on budgeting in again we'll see there's so many games right now <laughs> planning on budgeting in the uh ultimate edition uh for this for the season passes because i think the dlc if it's anything like left for dead left for dead 2 dlc was always huge uh they always do a fantastic job of adding it's it's well worth it mm. um and i think this is gonna be a game i definitely put hours into despite the fact that there's gonna be halo despite the fact there's gonna be battlefield i can see myself jumping into this game a lot so uh, you know that's my early impressions i think it was great uh if anybody's interested again it was early uh beta but uh open beta starts the 12th this week i believe so everybody's gonna be able to hop in and try out it's got cross play um between xbox pc i don't think ps5 is included in that as per usual uh but xbox and pc are definitely co uh definitely cross play so you're never gonna have a hard time finding a match in this game so go ahead steel what 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 what, what are your thoughts because you said you had some thoughts on this thing um, no, I mean, it wasn't nothing over, over the top. That's why I really wanted you to carry it away. Uh, Sly yeah, Crow yeah. had a question for you, though. Um, he yeah. was like, uh, he asked you, what was the PvP like? Or what the, the team? Yeah, the team so the PvP is basically two, you know, set up two teams uh, of four. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you kind of flip. So uh, they've got a level. Um, and one side is the zombies. And you get to choose from your zombies. And you can upgrade your zombies as well with points okay. uh, that you earn in the match, right? So they, they you can upgrade them. Uh, so you get to pick from the ch- different boss zombies. Uh, and then the other team is obviously the humans. Uh, what happens is in the beginning of the match, uh, basically they give the humans time to go ahead and uh, scavenge for weapons and scavenge for different items. Um, and they got to choose out. Uh, they get to move around the level. You as the zombies actually get to see them moving around. Okay, this is the strange part. This is like what's a little different. So you can follow them out. You're you're like in ghost mode, and you can follow them around and see what they're doing. Oh wow! Um, and so they get to do the scavenging part, and then they get a short period of time to set up. Right. So if they want to kick, what we did is we picked out one building that we thought would be easy to defend and we set up. It worked out really well. Uh, we put out, you know, put up some barbed wire and stuff and it, it actually, we wound up, it was great. Uh, but you get to, you get to watch them while they're doing this as the zombies. Then when the match starts, uh, the humans not only have to fight you, but there's also waves of, of regular zombies that come, regular fodder that come through, right? And so the humans are at a big disadvantage. That's why I said they got to balance this. So they're fighting off all that stuff while you get to spawn in anywhere on the map, even right behind them if you are hidden. Wow. If they can't see you, if you're not in line of sight or you know anywhere close by, you can spawn in anywhere. So you can spawn in on the roof. You can spawn in around a corner from them. If they can't see you, it tells you, obviously it it highlights and says, okay, spawn, right. And you can hit the button and you spawn in as a boss zombie. So then you battle it out and it's time. So the humans are trying to, the human side of things are trying to survive for the longest period of time that Mm -hmm. they possibly can. And that goes against, and then you flip sides and then, you know, if you were the zombies, you flip sides and your job is to try to survive longer than that, the, than the other, than the other guys did. And if you survive for longer, you win that round and it goes for three rounds. Okay. So 
yeah, so it's pretty cool. Uh, the, you know, once you get through one, you know, one round of two, uh, then you move to a different area of the map. So everything kind of changes up. Same mm -hmm. thing occurs. And, and, you know, it's, it's best of three, obviously. So whoever can survive for the longest is the name of the game. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Like I said, completely unbalanced. I mean, it was ridiculous, but <laughs> it was fun. It's, I mean, it sounds, sounds like it definitely could be pretty dope, man. Um, yeah. so it definitely sounds interesting again. Like I said, I, I'm the only thing I really wanted to touch on it is, uh, me not being a left for dead fan yeah, or just not be, I'm not the whole zombie thing, man. It's just getting, it's becoming extremely played out to me. Uh, I I want to see some I want to see some vampires, man. I want to see some werewolves, yeah. man. I want to no, see I, I want to see something different. You know what I mean? Um, and again, just going back to the whole not being a, much of a Left for Dead fan, I guess that's why I'm not really interested in this either. Uh, again, I was looking at Charles' gameplay. I looked at other people's gameplay, and I was like, oh, it looks interesting. Um, even when I saw it originally when they announced it or whatever the case, I was like, yeah, it looks interesting. I, you know, I was I even debated on playing the beta or whatever. Well, uh, but it just makes me feel like I'd rather play Call of Duty Zombies. I know me and you played that zombie mode yeah. uh, in Call of yeah. Duty, and we were having a, like a magnificent time with that. Yeah. Uh, this doesn't look like it has that same expansiveness um but potentially it does i mean and, and it's, it's different it's, it's completely it's it's different right, it's just right, a right. difference it's more of a story mode than call of okay, duty okay, okay. i mean call of duty has the story and i kind of enjoyed yeah. that one uh but this one is just more that character kind of story kind of mm -hmm. comedy it's light-hearted it's right. not like i don't know it, it's just a different feeling game you're right it's closer it's tighter it's not as open as mm -hmm. the call of duty zombies is now uh it's just a tighter experience it's again it, it is it, if you were a left for dead fan you're absolutely going to love this although i did see some people say they didn't like it as much as they thought they would yeah i, I, I they saw were that left too, for dead but... fans i think some people were expecting it to be a little bit more than it, it is mm -hmm. they basically straight up took left for dead and just modernizing it a yeah little. everybody that's, everybody that's keeps really saying that it's literally yeah. left for dead three yeah you know yeah. what i mean um and there's nothing wrong with that i mean if you're no. if you're into that it just makes yeah. me feel like i'd rather play a different game um and there's nothing right. wrong with that either i mean no. again everything doesn't have to be for everybody there's so many other things to play you know what i mean see uh, i can't do this show with you anymore hey, hey man it, it, you're it not gonna like this game <laughs> hey, hey man like, if back for blood is gonna be the cutting point i guess we're gonna i guess we, we might as well do it early <laughs> No, but um, but yeah, man. I mean, uh, but that's what also makes it great. Uh, the different opinions, the uh, you know, the objectiveness, uh, being able to. Uh, uh, one of the points that I just wanted to come in with is something that I always say is being able to don't let people tell you that you don't can't be interested in a game without playing it. Uh, you can obviously. I'm not. Everybody's different. Again, um, that's the other thing that you got to know. Uh, you have to know who you are as a gamer, what you're into, what your interests are. Uh, where you're typically where you typically line up as far as what you want to game uh what games that you like to play and you know fortunately i know um it, not only that but time is a valuable resource and like i was saying earlier I, when i dive into these games i go head first and if the game doesn't give me the feeling of me just jumping in head first i'm like the complete opposite of punk which which is also what makes this what makes this great is because punk likes to dive into everything i'm very bougie as we like to say or very picky as i like to say about the games that i would that i want to play um, and, and it has to pull my full attention because I, again, I dedicate time to the game, um, you know, taking away time from other, from many other things or other things or other titles that I would 
maybe want to play. Uh, that was just my overall point with it. Uh, just oh, be cool. be confident with who you what you are as a gamer, man. Uh, again, I'm always going to preach that. If you're into it, again, I I can see why people who are into Left 4 Dead think this is good. This is fantastic. Left 4 Dead is a cult classic. There's so many people. Hey, not, actually, not that long ago, um, I want to give this story too. Um, that was going to be part of it. I was in GameStop and this group of kids came in. I know they were definitely at least 10, 10 years younger than I am. And I'm 29. Um, and they were came in and talking about, hey, oh you did you hear about that uh that uh back for blood game? Oh yeah, yeah, man, we gotta get together, we gotta get that. That thing was dope. That's like one of the number one games I'm hyped for right now. <laughs> so it's like yeah. there's there's it, there's definitely an audience for it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There's oh, people yeah. who are very interested in it, people who got buddies or whatever the case might be want to get in there and just see who can survive the longest. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's the whole that's the whole thrill about the game. You get in there, see how long you can survive. So you know, talk shit about your buddy who gets downed all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yep. and, you know, and make those who funny sets games. off the horde all the time. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Mav. <laughs> Mav, I see you in there. Yeah, yeah. I did that. I did that multiple oh, times. Oh, everybody everybody's getting mad. <laughs> So, but, no, no, and plus it's a Game Pass. So yeah, if you are right. part of the Xbox ecosystem and you're, you know, you've got Game Pass, it's no risk, no, you know, no foul. Facts. It's just it, it doesn't hurt you to try it. And again, who knows, Steel? You might even pop in every once in a while if I get yeah, you on I'm it. Not saying, I'm, saying, I'm not saying that yeah. I wouldn't try it yeah. out. It's just like yeah. uh yeah. second extinction. You know what I mean? Right. I, right. It's funny because yeah. that game actually fell off. Uh, <laughs> it fell off hard. We were talking about that last night. Second extinction was so. It was so it much fun. Potential. It, it definitely yeah. had potential, but it's just, just like so that. You know what I mean? So Second extinction games. was cool, but it yeah. was just like, huh. It got to a point where it's just like, damn, man, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not feeling it as much as I thought I was feeling it. And yep. uh, hey, if you're into it, you're going to be into it, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah. that's back for blood, man. I'm glad you guys were enjoying it. Glad it was scratching that itch that it's the Left for Dead 3 that the people kind of uh, were thinking it could have been. So, there's that. With that being said, what else there's what else we want to talk about? I know there was some there was some numbers that were getting thrown out about who just sold five million copies in Game Pass. Oh yeah, that would be the ascent, mm. of course. Neon Giant, Ooh. the biggest debut for Curve Digital uh ever. Uh so yeah, five million dollars they made. Uh oh, they made five, the they gate. made five million. They made five million out the gate. They made five million out the gate. That's a big number because, as we know, Steel. A lot of people like to say, uh, again, it's an Xbox console exclusive. It's yes. in Game Pass. Yes. It is on PC as well, of course. Yes. But uh, you know, a lot of people like to downplay uh, Game Pass and say that it causes people to not buy games uh, and that people don't support the games that are in Game Pass. Uh, and we've had plenty of examples that that just simply isn't the case. Now, am I saying that across the board? Of course not. But again, Game Pass gives the opportunity for people to try a game. And if they like it, a lot of us buy it. Uh, you know, again, he's a budget gamer. Is that true for everything? No, I wish I had all the money in the world. I would buy every single game. I'd support yeah. every single developer. But real life is what it is. So at the end of the day, it gives me an opportunity to buy a game. But I tend to buy games that I would not have normally bought uh, just because of game pass. I, I tend to find new games that allow me to support, you know, smaller developers. And again, when I say support smaller developers, I support them just simply by playing it in game pass. People lose right. that. They lose that uh, every single time that they, 
they, they always want to say either you got to buy a game to support a developer or you're just renting it out of game pass and the developers not getting any benefit. That's not true. They've talked about it a million times. Game pass is set up contractually wise to be unique for each individual developer. Some of them get money up front. Some of them get help with marketing. Some of them get, you know, a mixture and get paid for how many downloads there are, how many, you know, how long has somebody spent in the game? Again, there are so many different ways that they can get paid for this, depending on the contract. The game pass is not hurting the developers. This is all optional. The developers choose to come into game pass. They are given the option. They don't have to come in there. They don't right. ever have to put their game on game pass. They don't have to become an Xbox console exclusive. These people are choosing it for a reason. Obviously they see the benefit and they want to do it. So again, mm -hmm. that narrative has got to stop. Uh, and I was happy to see that curve digital came out and announced that they had 5 million. Uh, they had made $5 million uh, in the first week uh, of sales. Um, and that shows again, yes, people were buying it on PC. It was definitely a steam, uh, uh, favorite. Um, yes. but at the same Not time, yeah, yeah. And that, but it also at the same time, that means that people were also buying it out of game pass. Even if they had it, it had game pass, they were still buying the game or people, the people out there that still just don't have game pass, you know, we're buying it as well. Xbox has proven time and time again, uh, that this model is working. Uh, it is beneficial for Xbox, it is beneficial for the developers, it is beneficial for the publishers, and it is beneficial for the consumers, us, the gamers, right? Yes. And they've proven that time and time again. They will continue to do this. It's not going away, anybody. So all you naysayers out there who want it to die off, it's not going anywhere. This is here for the long haul, and it's going to continue <laughs> It's going to continue to prove things again. Just another, just another proof too that we had this week. I believe Steel um, forgot to post it, but it, uh, Sony came out about. I don't know if it was, it was this week. I think Sony came yeah, out about MLB the Show. Said it was the biggest selling MLB that they've had. Yep. Right. And they and they they avoided why. they avoided saying Xbox in any way, shape, or form. All they said was our decision to put it on other platforms. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> other platforms, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? That's Xbox and Game Pass. So Sony themselves came out and said they've had the biggest year that they've ever had for MLB because they decided to make it multi or They didn't decide, but we know the story. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. it went multi-plat, <laughs> and that includes Game Pass. Guess what? Right. People playing MLB, the show, and I've seen a lot of people out there playing MLB still uh, loving it. Guess what? They're putting money into that my yep. team or whatever it's called that they have in there. I forget what their mode is called, but they're putting money in there. Even if they're playing it off of game pass and not buying it, they are still Sony got paid for that. And they're getting paid on the back end because people are buying the packs of cards and all that kind of stuff to build mm -hmm. up their show. So guess what? We had two, two more examples this week of why game pass works. What do you think still? Do you think this means something? Are you happy to see it? What's going on? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it again. It just proves the point. I, I want to throw this out there too, because it's something that, um, the, that's doc, dark one, nine, eight, five, somebody that, uh, that I, I, I like to watch the video. Cause I think he's, he's a, he's a funny dude. He just be spitting facts. He's a, he considered himself a kind of like a casual in the in-between gamer, right? Yeah, he just yeah, like, yeah. he likes gaming. He likes to get his, the big, the best bang for the buck. Right. And um, he he brought up this like big point that I kind of wanted to bring into here um, is that Game Pass is actually evolving gaming. Mm -hmm. This 
a game like the Ascent coming out and making $5 million his first week, uh, you can say, oh, it's not that great, big of a number or whatever the case. I mean, to, but to be completely honest, man, it it is. It shows that people still support. It shows that people are more willing to buy games, and it doesn't necessarily fit that mantra that people keep saying that, oh, it's just some game pass fodder. Oh, you just rent games. And people are buying more games than they ever have before. Uh, I've always said one of the number one things that Game Pass has done for me is allowed me to go back into games that I would have looked over because, again, like you said, Pong, if I had all the money in the world, I probably would buy every game. You know what I mean? But I also have this thing with me personally where I don't like pl I don't like buying games that I'm not going to play. Now, have I? Yeah, of course. We all have. You know what I mean? You get to spend that first hour in the game and you get caught up in it and then you drop it for whatever reason, right? Game Pass has allowed people to jump into something that's kind of risk-free quote-unquote yeah you're paying 10 to 15 bucks a month right and but you're getting access again like i always say this is the this is we're going into the accessibility era the golden age of gaming is the accessibility era giving you access to games that you otherwise would have looked over I do. I could not tell you 100% other than, you know, we've had conversations in the background on whether or not I would have bought the Ascent. But the fact that it was on Game Pass and I was able to download it for free, why not, right? right. It's, it's, right. It's, one of those, it's one of those things to where, I, yeah, I had an interest in it, and because it was on part of my service, I could just download it, try it out. If I have a good time with it, I'm having a good time with it, and come to find out, we're having a good time with it. There's so much available there's so much not not necessarily availability but there's there's so much good in what game pass is doing for gaming uh letting people who aren't necessarily part of our community the hardcore or as i am now like to call it the um what, what did i say earlier um the enthusiasts of, <laughs> of the community or whatever the case the enthusiasts that we are uh who right. who are invested in this it has give other people the chance to come in and say, oh, that game's on Game Pass, let me try it out. That otherwise would have not invested into it. Therefore, putting more money into the ecosystem, therefore paying for those bigger games that everybody says, oh, gaming is costing more than it ever has. And people come up with all these reasons why Game Pass can't be successful because the dev isn't making enough money. It's like we, you're getting proved, proven wrong time and time again, and people try to compare it to other mantras uh, like Netflix or Disney or anything else, and it's not even the same thing. Right. Gaming is the biggest entertainment business. It is completely different from anything else. Once you watch a movie or watch a TV series and your other subscription services, you can put them down. Do you? No. Nine times out of ten, you forget about it. I can't tell you the last time I paid for Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, any of that. No matter how I have it now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and at this point, I don't even think about those things anymore. Why can't gaming be of that same aspect? I'm not saying that every game has to be in Game Pass. It doesn't. Or every game has to be in some kind of subscription mantra or whatever the case. It doesn't. But why not give people more of an accessibility, again, if you want, we want more people within our ecosystem. If we're capped out between PC and console games at 500 million players, y'all have to understand that we are capped out. 
at any particular generation at 500 million players. If we want to expand that, we have to give people more accessibility options. Now, I'm not, and I'm not talking about, you know, easy modes and all whatever. That's a whole different conversation. I'm just, I'm talking about just giving people an access to games. Why can't, it's like, my thing is why I always try to, why I, what I always try to ask people when they give you that pushback about Game Pass is like, why can't Sony do the same thing? What would be so bad about that? Why would it make it worse for gaming? I don't right. think that it would be. Spider-Man could still be out for a year and you pay for it, $70, and then a year later, it's in the subscription service. Guess right. what? You're going to get more engagement. Everybody's going to buy the DLC. Exactly. People are going to be worth. We're going to be willing to spend more money because that's just how it works. You talk to your consumer, and I feel like that is so missed by so many people. And I don't understand why people can't see that. Maybe it's because y'all don't have experience with customer service. Maybe because y'all just don't. Y'all hate people. Hey, I, I don't like. I don't like people myself. But not everybody. But in that <laughs> in that same breath, I've been. I'm able to look outside of the my box or the box, I should say more so, and say, "Hey, how are how are other people looking at this? How can you're not supposed to care about other people? Stop it!" And unfortunately, unfortunately, it's unfortunate that some people feel that way. That oh, (laughs) we're not supposed to. That people like me and you, Pong, aren't supposed to care about other people or what other people think or how other people are looking at it. If I were just having a one-sided conversation about what I particularly care about, we would have a short conversation. Because I can tell you all day, or we can just sit here and argue what I like over what you like. But how is that any different than arguing over you liking a BMW, or or for example, I'll use this as a better example, you liking the Lancer Evo, even though we both like the Lancer Evo. and just, me, just leave Lancer out of it. Just and me know. liking the GTI. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like we can sit here and have an argument about that all day, but are they both good cars? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are they both can can do they both have a lot of potential for modifications and you know being the best car that you could possibly want it to be and everything else? Yeah. Why can't our subscription service, especially especially, especially in gaming? Give people the option to indulge. Give people the option to be willing to spend more money, especially with the ecosystem being the way that it is right now. Uh, We got this variant out there. We got the Delta variant. We got the Lima variant. We got the Zeta variant. There's so many other things going on, and people are more more and more diving into uh, gaming than they ever have, and this could be part of one of the bigger reasons, but why in that same space just access allow people to play games that they might have not played before or might have thought about playing before or might have just skipped before i'll always use the example games like dead space or games like mass effect that people have played back in the days i skipped over because it was the games if it didn't have a multiplayer tied to it probably wasn't going to play it where now I can go through my back catalog, download any game in my back catalog that I possibly was interested in before, or buy it if I want to, if it, even if it's not in that service. Because nowadays, when I got games like The Ascent, and when I got games like Halo, when I got games like Flight Simulator, when I got Forza coming in, other games that I care about dropping into a service that I don't have to spend X amount of dollars for, I got dollars and funds for whatever else that I might be wanting to get into. And I feel like that far outweighs 
the this whole mantra of uh you don't support the dev and it's like look you're arguing un unvalid points and points that this has never been done before and you're trying to compare it to you're trying to compare it to movies you're trying to compare it to tv every all these other things that you can drop and put down but you don't and you're saying that game pass can't do the same thing or some other game service can't do the same thing for you and you're actually going to be more involved with that game service than you would be tv like me and you paul we don't it's like we don't watch tv like that the time that we people spend time you know watching tv we spend playing games that's the whole that's the whole difference it's like the whole difference i just i don't understand people constantly fighting against this thing and the and games like the ascent are just continuing to prove people wrong Regardless people don't like change deal you it's always hard for people to envision change and yeah there, there's the extremists there's the fanboys out there uh that just downplay it because they don't want to see it succeed because it's on a competing console to their favorite platform right that, that that's the extremist but you know we saw take two's uh ceo come out and, uh, you know, kind of downplay Game Pass and say it wasn't viable, uh, much like we've heard from Sony's camp, uh, that it wasn't viable for the frontline games, right? That it was better for a catalog, uh, catalog games than it was for, uh, you know, your day one, uh, you know, AAA home runs, uh, first party stuff. Um, and, and again, from their standpoint, I understand why they say that. Again, when you're talking about Take Two, that puts out a game now. Uh, you know, once every, you know, besides, you know, obviously the two K's, but you know, when we're talking about grand theft or we're talking about, you know, red dead, you're talking about a game coming out every, you know, what, six, 10, 12 years, probably for GTA at this point. Um, it doesn't make sense from that standpoint, because they're going to sell hundreds of millions of copies or they're going to sell, you know, 50 million copies in the first six months. Um, so from that standpoint, I totally understand why, but the overall general consensus uh, when it comes to new 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 services like this, is to doubt their viability. You know, to doubt that they're that they're viable. That they're to doubt that they're going to be able to make their mark. Again, remember, Netflix offered to sell to to Blockbuster <laughs> uh, yeah, back in the day. Facts. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, they they offered to sell themselves to Blockbuster, and Blockbuster said, "Now nah, we're cool." Uh, see what Blockbuster's at now. Where, where do you see Blockbuster lately? In Alaska. <laughs> so, the last right, store. Right, right. <laughs> so, so we've got examples of this time and time again in history, especially in the tech uh, side of things, uh, that people don't see how something's going to work. People doubted Facebook when it first started, right? People, people didn't think that after you know MySpace, you know MySpace was dominating. You know, what, what's Facebook going to do? Well, right. Facebook uh, became uh, the number one, big. <laughs> yeah, pretty, number one pretty big deal. <laughs> Again, I don't use Facebook anymore. I, I pulled myself away, you know, six seven years ago. And I know a lot of people are right now, but what I'm saying is, at the time, you know, nobody nobody thought it was going to be able to do make its mark. And guess what? Facebook changed the game, right? And and so we see this all the time and it's really hard for people to sometimes have a vision outside of the standard, uh, the, right. the status quo. Uh, they, they have a hard time, uh, especially when something's been working for so long, like we've seen in the console market and video game industry. Uh, the system has been the way it's been uh, with right. very little deviation. We, you know, we've seen the coming of the digital age. We've seen the coming of, you know, uh, people buying more digital than they are physical, which a lot of people never believed was going to happen. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of doubters that, that that digital was going to take over. Guess what it now is. Uh, I think Sony's last numbers that they put out for their sales was over 70, or was it 80, 80% digital, so, 70% yeah, 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 digital, yeah. something like that um, versus physical. It. Again, this always happens. Uh, and I think it just takes uh somebody to be that leader, somebody to be that first a person out the gate that, you know, trailblazes. And again, is Xbox using a uh, model based upon something that has already succeeded? Yeah, they're using the Netflix model. Mm -hmm. Is it exactly the same? No, it's not even close because Netflix, you can't buy those movies. Netflix, you don't get to buy DLC or add-ons, right? There's not all these other things, additional sources of income. That's why you saw Netflix struggle so mightily because again, they are uh, locked into whatever content comes out. If it's not good content, and people aren't engaged with it. They don't have any other means to draw in people. They don't have any other means to, to uh, you know, get money back from that. Whereas right. if, if a game comes out in game pass, let's say, and let's just say it's not even the greatest game, but you still have, let's say, you know, let's, let's say, you know, a million people play it, but it's not a great game. So now all of a sudden you got 50,000 people playing it instead. Mm-hmm. Right. Those 50,000 people that actually like the game are probably buying DLC, probably doing things. You're still getting money back for that content in some way, right? You're still recovering funds versus, you know, Netflix's model. So no, it's not the exact same model, but they're using an established model that has worked. They have adapted it for the video game market and they've already proven through the numbers that it works. Now, is Microsoft making an absolute fortune off of Game Pass right now? No, they're probably not. They're probably close to breaking even. Well, um, I pr- even you know, Phil I pr- has come out and said, though, I just didn't run. It's Paul, profitable, but, but how... Pro- yeah, it's profitable. And I and I believe that. I believe that it is profitable. But what I'm saying is what they're spending on the back end. Yeah, yeah, and what they're, you know, the future contracts, they probably already signed for content. Mm-hmm. If you take all that in, they're probably close to breaking even, making a little bit of money. Maybe. But, but, but at the end of the day, that's not what it's about. It's the long-term play. And they know that. It's not short-term gain. Short-term yep. gain. It's that long-term. And they're looking at where this goes when they hit 30 million, when they hit 50 million, when they hit hundred million subscribers at that point, that's when you're banking money, right? That's, that's when the coffers are filling back up again, faster than you can spend it. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what they look at here. And that's what Netflix did. Cause we've seen Netflix for as much debt as they had to take on. They now are buying what spending $400 million on, on money movies, mm-hmm. right? I want on one set of movies, yep. right. For uh, knives out. I believe it was 400 million. Yeah. I believe so. Um, same thing with Stranger so, Things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stranger Things as well. Yeah, exactly. So that's the long-term play. But Microsoft is a much better position. They have the infrastructure, as we've talked about numerous times. They have the servers already in-house. They don't have to pay for them. They have one of the best server systems out there in the entire world at their fingertips, and it doesn't cost them anything because it's Microsoft. It does not matter. So they are already ahead of the game. They already have all the advantages that the other players don't have. And that's also a part of the doubt because a lot of these people understand, a lot of these people, when they look at this uh, system of game pass, uh, they don't, they have to factor in outside costs that Xbox simply does not have to factor in. It's already there and they don't have to worry about it. And that's, again, it puts them in a very unique position to be the trailblazers in this way uh again at the end of the day do i ever think that we'll see a take two game 
Um, a day one, day and date, like probably a Grand not. Theft Auto Six, probably not. I mean, Take no. Two's already said that they're, they're, they they want to make yeah. that money off of y'all. I mean, you see, no, no, you no. see I mean, what they're like, doing with GTA. I, I get <laughs> Phil and Satya could show up and 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 basically hand them a blank check and just say put in a number and it, you know again if if take two put in a billion dollars and xbox was like oh, okay all right yeah we'll yeah, do yeah, that. yeah facts <laughs> then i could see it happening right but but it, but realistically no they don't need to they mm. don't have to and, and that's okay that again that's that's why when everybody says game pass could destroy the industry no because it's not it's a game changer from the standpoint of accessibility it's a game changer from Right. The standpoint of the smaller devs and publishers who now have access to a uh, uh, a gigantic pool of people instantaneously where before they would have been fighting for attention. They now have the potential to walk in to a pool of, of, of 20 million, 30 million, 50 million down the road, whatever it is, right. and have their game seen by a lot more people than it ever would have before. Whereas the big boys in the industry are still going to be there. You know, all those people, they don't have to do that because they already have the mind share. They already have the namesakes. Uh, they already have the IP that instantly draw that same number of people day that one is. that buy it. And so they don't have to worry about it. But what it has done is expand the opportunity for a lot of people in this industry to jump in and, and indie developers, especially as we're seeing are absolutely loving game pass. Joe winters talked about it on multiple shows. Yeah. Now song of iron is not in game pass, but he said, I'm waiting for the phone call. If they oh, make yeah. the phone call, I'm all in. Right. That, that, oh, yeah. Cause he understands the benefits of that. Um, and that's what it's about at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. so. It's it's engagement, man. Right. We, yeah. we, we, we want to, <laughs> like we keep reiterating man we want to be able to expand our ecosystem uh we want to be able to pull in more if you know being the number one form of entertainment isn't enough because we still don't get recognized as that we can still get recognized as some kids toy people waste time on and but people not knowing there's the biggest flux of money in this industry right um coming in and going out people constantly spending money people are competing with gaming you see like with fortnite funny funny enough fortnite is getting celebrities and yeah. putting whole concerts within their game as much as i do not support fortnite because i feel <laughs> like they are just they're biting off of what's popular. They're like, they're ankle biters, man. Like, I, I just don't get it, but they're right. able to reach an audience that otherwise wouldn't have been touched. And it right. constantly grows. And that's what it's about. It's like, as much as I might not like Fortnite or whatever the case might be, because it, for whatever reason, I'm not going to tell the next person that they should not play. If you're into it, try it out. And if you love it, play it. It goes back to that whole mantra that Paul always says, play what you love and love what you play. Because that's what it's about. Be yourself, know what you're into, know what you stand for as a gamer, and let's help this industry grow. Paul, let's, let's be passionate, let's talk, let's have these conversations. We don't have to agree on everything. That's why, that's why these conversations keep happening. You know, people want their, you know, first party, triple A, bangers as people like to as people like Ish. to call it Stop. you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. or you know or high class games or whatever you want to call them but those aren't always the games that are going to make this industry take it to that next level 
weeks. Again, like we talked about earlier, indie games or these indie devs that are now becoming like second and first party devs are helping the industry move forward by doing things and taking chances that otherwise they wouldn't have been able to do when you see people like Ubisoft doing the same things over and over again and coming out and saying, oh, we want to focus on, you know, making more of a on multiplayer games. You know, we want to do, we want to, you know, focus on what works for us. You know what I mean? Right. When you have those types of things going on, the bigger companies are scared to really adventure Who's going to push it forward? And so far from what we're seeing, people come in the game pass and it just takes that ball and kicks it over the fence. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're going to continue to see how this grows. I'm, I'm constantly excited. What, what makes this so exciting for me is that we're in unsailed territory. Mm -hmm. Again, that, like, I, like, I, like I've reiterated in the past, Xbox for the first time, and their gaming history is in front of the ball. Right. What are they going to do with it? Right. Can they be consistent? Will they take it to the next level? Or will the more popular system with a more popular console with a more popular games or the, the games that um, people spend millions of dollars in like GTA Online thrive, thrive more in this existence? Yep. Generation is, is this generation is, is going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's badass. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's yeah. there's so much potential in it. Yep. There's so many different ways that we could talk about it, right? Uh, and it's just interesting to see. And I feel like those are the better conversations for us to be having rather than arguing about what makes us hardcore casual or what makes us um, a better gamer than the other guy or who's spending more money than the who than this other person. Like, right. I, I, right. I don't get that because it doesn't do anything for anybody. You know what I mean? Um, nope. You know, let's, let's let, enjoy your passion. Enjoy the hobby. Keep it live, raw, and uncut like I always say. And, again, that's why we have a non-console-essential platform. Because uh, yeah. we, like, we just love, we, like, we love to display our passion through gaming. And we, I feel like me and Pong can see the bigger picture. You know what I mean? And there's others out there who see it, too. But, oh yeah, there's a lot of you, people. Yeah, there's a lot of people. But and yeah. you know, you guys in the chat. I mean, a lot of you guys, y'all see the bigger picture, and you might not agree with everything that we say. And that's not the point. We don't want you to agree with everything. Holla at us, talk to us. Let's have a conversation because we can't elevate the conversation to the next level if we all don't get involved and take it beyond and take it, you know, get out of our own ass, you know, for lack of a better term, or get out of our own head at least, and try to look at the bigger picture gaming can be a selfish experience and all it wants to be but i feel like if you can't at least remove yourself and look over you know the the entire scene yep kind of pull yourself like into outer space like look at the globe of how everything is moving you're yep. missing out on, on on the bigger picture and i feel like that's the bigger problem but um yeah man uh, there's a lot of potential i'm excited again Game Pass seems to continuously pull, push that ball forward, and I just uh, I'm interested to see what this generation is going to do as we get into that five year mark, right? Halfway, four years, five years. Um, you know, the beginning of the year, end of last year, people were saying, "Oh, 2022 is going to be dead," and now as we move further into this year, yep, 2022 is has, has gained more of a lineup. 
And then people were like, oh, now we got to wait till, like, there was so many conversations. Oh, we're going to have to wait till 2023, 24 to get games. And now it, it, no. it does not look no. like that at no. all. No. That no. conversation is flipped on its head now. The, sec- the second half of this year is so stacked that there's games moving out into 2022. Yep. There's games moving out into spring. And I know they're using the polish thing and all that kind of stuff, but there's a couple games that have moved already that it's like, yeah, no, you guys just kind of want to avoid this the holiday lineup because uh, Halo, Battlefield, uh, you know, Forza Horizon 5, it, it, yeah. it's, it's a big lineup oh, yeah. on top of all the indie games coming oh, yeah. as well. It, it's crazy. So there's yeah. a lot going on. And, and, and those are facts, man. Yeah. Um, well, with that being said, man, I mean, it's an exciting times. And what else do we want to talk about, man? We talked a little bit about Back for Blood. We we're talk, we talked yeah. about uh, what the Ascender's done. Um, Game Pass. Um, yeah. I, I, would, I want to go to Speculation Town a little bit. Still. Okay. What, what, uh, what you there, got for There us? was a rumor that popped up yesterday that probably not a lot of people caught unless you're following the man who kind of put it out there. And again, it's just all rumor. Again, no concrete, no inside information, no nothing. And he made that clear. Uh, but this th- this guy does have a pretty good track record. I've been watching him for some months now. Um, and uh, it's Skullsy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, go check out his channel. Uh, he is well worth it. If you're into Bethesda, if you are into Elder Scrolls, if you're into uh, Starfield, if you are into any of that, Go follow Scalzi. He's a great dude, uh, super genuine guy, um, and he does have a lot of knowledge uh, about Bethesda stuff. Uh, you know, again, he, he, he claims to have some contacts. Uh, some people, you know, have tried to call him out on it, but he's proven himself, uh, you know, a, as much as most people have in this industry uh, to, to possibly have some stuff. But he creates some great videos. He deep dives. He studies. Uh, he looks for clues and hints and puts things together uh, about some stuff, you know, coming up, whether it is Elder Scrolls, whether it is Starfield, whatever the case may be. He does have a lot of knowledge on Bethesda and its and its comings and goings, um, and really good at what he does. So Scalzi yesterday uh, put out a tweet, um, and he, he started out by saying, "Heard a rumor." about Bethesda opening a new studio that Mm. focuses on remasters or remakes might be called artifact studios. Not sure if this is legit or not, but heard it a couple times now. So makes me wonder that was his first tweet a little bit later. He puts out, remember, this is a rumor. I do not know if this is true. I just heard it from a couple random, but unrelated places. So makes me wonder if there is something to it. Uh, and then he followed it up. So this recent rumor seems to be blowing up. So let me re-clarify or let me clarify. I did not hear this from one of my standard sources. I didn't, I did hear it from numerous people, some fairly trustworthy. Uh, the source of this actual re- rumor is a dev in a conversation slipped up and mentioned this. Uh, and he said, went on to say, so while Todd, while Todd Howard did specifically say he never plans on doing remakes, that all changed with Skyrim's various versions uh, sold so well. Uh, combine that with the fact that the recent rumors about a new Bethesda studio, and I can't help but hope that there is some shred of truth to this. Yeah. Uh, until then, please consider this a rumor, not some inside source stuff. Don't get your hope up for a topic that is currently unverified. So again, made it crystal clear. This is just something that came out of the blue, kind of heard about it a couple of times from different people and just kind of put it out there. But 
from my side of things, Steele, why I kind of wanted to talk about this, why I think it's interesting is because we've talked uh, well, on, in the past, right? We talked I, about... I want to introduce the mayor of Speculation Town the yes, proper way, yes, right? Yes, yes, I am Dude, the mayor of Speculation we're Town over into Speculation podcast. <laughs> we're, we're, we're stepping into Speculation Town. Yes, Mr. Yes. Boomstick himself is the president. Yes. <laughs> of the country of speculation. <laughs> but you it's are always... the governor, the mayor of speculation. Yes, town. yes, yes, yes. I am. So uh, tell the people, we, like, tell them, man. What's, what's we up? Take, we take tours frequently there. It's always sunshine. It's always 70s. It's always blue skies with rainbows. And there are bunches of unicorns running around. There you go. So when we headed, when <laughs> we headed to speculation town. Go. It is always a good time because we are always looking for uh, the positives when yeah. we go into speculation town. Um, so here's the deal. I just think it's very interesting uh, because we have talked about the gigantic catalog of IP that is just sitting there unused. And this yes. is across the industry. Yes. Um, this is everywhere. Now it seems like uh, Sony uh, has definitely made waves by taking some of their back catalog um, and and starting to do remakes with them. Uh, they've done it for a while now, and they've done it to great success. Um, and I think that they are pushing forward with more of that thought process uh, because of that. And obviously, Bluepoint is their studio. It, it's not their studio officially, but they have worked hand-in-hand hand with Bluepoint for a very long time. For, you, for those of you that may not know, uh, Bluepoint uh, is a studio that has been solely focused on helping people uh, do ports and remakes, uh, remasters, whatever. Right. Um, and so they started out uh, in 2006 with Blast Factor on PlayStation 3. Uh, they did the God of War collection for PlayStation Vita and for PlayStation 3. Uh, they did Ico, the, uh, the Ico and Shadow of the Colossus collection uh, for PlayStation 3, Metal Gear Solid HD collection for both PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Uh, they worked with Konami, obviously, on that one. Um, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, uh, they did the Vita port. Uh, they did the Flower port uh, for both PlayStation 4 and Vita. Uh, they did the Titanfall port for Xbox 360. Uh and we know how really? that was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were the that ones responsible really for that port. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, they did the uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection for PlayStation four. Uh, they did gravity rush remastered for PlayStation four. They did shadow of the Colossus for PlayStation four. And of course, most recently, and the one that really brought them to light was demon souls uh, for PlayStation five and, and the fantastic work uh, that they did with that game, yeah. uh, especially Excellent. visually, it is phenomenal, right? Mm -hmm. um, so again, uh, Bluepoint has been a under, you know, people believe it's going to be acquired very soon by Sony uh, because of how closely they've worked. And obviously there was a mistake that they made uh, when they were announcing Nixus uh, mm -hmm. acquisition and they accidentally put out the Bluepoint one. Right. <laughs> and they kind of pulled it back. They never said officially that it wasn't going to happen. They just said it was a mistake, I think, and simply left it at that. Um, but, but why I bring this up and why it would be really cool if is if Bethesda is actually making another studio that is going to be focused on remakes and remasters. Obviously we don't know what the plans are with that, but we could project let's say that now that they are part of Xbox, now that they are underneath this umbrella, that they would not be solely just focused on Bethesda titles, that they could branch out and potentially look at this back catalog of IP 
that Xbox has sitting there right. and pull some of those games out as well. And I think that's where you start to see the potential of this with game pass, which we just talked about extensively. Mm-hmm. There is a spot. And again, I love new IP as, the ne- as much as the next person, but I also do have nostalgia and I do live yeah. in nostalgia a lot. Um, but what we've seen is not only from Sony, doing mm-hmm. their remakes, but we've seen Capcom have huge success with the Resident Evil remakes, right? We've seen yep. that happen. We just saw Electronic Arts, EA, came out and said that Mass Effect Legendary Edition was a bigger hit than they had projected. Yep. It beat all expectations. Yep. We now see them going, and they're going to reboot oh, Dead Space, yep. right? We see this now happening more and more that some of these decades old titles are coming back to life again, and that there is an absolute market for them. And with game pass, you don't have the risk factor per se that you normally would in trying to do one of these. Mm -hmm. If you drop it in the game pass again, with that big giant pool of people sitting there waiting, you know, a lot of them, you know, obviously already have too many games, but we know a lot of them are a lot like me and love to try everything that comes out. Mm -hmm. You have this pool of people just waiting uh, for these games. And if something nostalgic drops in or a younger person who may not have had an opportunity to try something like, like you yourself with mass effect, you were playing different games at the time, you know, whatever dead space um, it drops in there. and Oh, I heard about this game Mm -hmm. back in the day. Or, you know, my dad told me about this. My mom told me about this. And and, and I've always wanted to play this. Look at this brand new. You drop it in there. The risk is lower than it would be as if you didn't have a game pass. You don't have to nail it out of the park. Every time with every title does not have to be absolutely uh, 100% a home run. You can have some that are, you know, that come out and maybe, you know, do okay. You know, you got some engagements mm-hmm. so people pick it up, whatever else, but that means you open up the entire catalog of IP possibilities, right? Crimson skies, yep. right? That, that, that comes mm-hmm. up. We've heard about that one, especially, uh, you know, obviously I I'd be remiss uh, on behalf of boom. If I did not say banjo and kazooie, right? So yep. So Panzer Dragoon. Uh, yeah, 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 right. The Panzer Dragoon. Jade Empire. Or, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. All those, and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully they do something with Jade Empire at some point. Uh, but the, the point being is that all this IP is just sitting there. So it excites me when I hear a rumor like this, and it makes so much sense because between Bethesda, between all of Zen Mech Studios, but specifically Bethesda, and between uh, Xbox, they have so much IP sitting there that could do a remake or a remaster and have yep. a place nowadays in this industry. And it would be awesome for all of us that either a played it back in the day and just want it brought forward a little bit, or B just never had a chance to get around to playing it, but get to play it in the best form possible. Like you did with mass effect, right? Mm-hmm. That, that stuff is for the industry a cool thing a great thing for preservation the more ips that we can bring forward the better and i am excited and i like skullsy i hope this is true and i hope that they they give it the i I, obviously they will if they're going to do this xbox is behind it 100 i'm sure phil as a historian of video games as somebody who does want to preserve the history is probably even probably involved, even if this was just like a thought for Bethesda mm-hmm. and then Xbox make the acquisition and, and Phil had heard, you know, from Todd that they were thinking about doing this. I can almost guarantee you that Phil would be all about this and be like, yes, let's do this. 
This is something right up his alley. Um, I really hope this happens to you. What are your thoughts on, you know, bringing forward games or just remastering, remaking, and having a, having a specific studio set up to just focus solely on that, to become experts at doing this, much like Bluepoint uh, has shown that they can do. Wh- what do you think, Steele? Do you think this is a good thing? Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, I, like I've said in the past, man, I, it, it's nothing but, it can be nothing but a good thing. I, the only thing, like, I don't see anything wrong with treating gaming like it's art, man. Like, going going into that back catalog, reaching into your backpack and seeing what you got down in the bottom of it. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many titles, like, a lot of the titles that we brought brought up that haven't been touched on in a while or just stagnant IPs or maybe just have been slept on just because maybe there isn't as big of a market for uh as there was at one point you know what i mean and it's hard to really get a you know an eye for what the market may want now if you're not even willing to try to put out uh like an updated version of it because it takes time it takes effort um you may not have a team that wants to go back and do that as we saw with rare rare straight up said i'm not we're not making a banjo kazooie game we're not doing it so who will right Right. um this could be one of those opportunities Oh, I'm over here knocking Whoa. everything down. I got controllers Whoa. falling. Getting wild. Hey, shout out to the shout out to the throwback Xbox 360 controller, Halo style. Um, Still getting hyped for Banjo and Kazooie. Halo 4, by the way. Gotta love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Banjo Kazooie, a classic back on Nintendo yeah. 64. Yeah. Um, right. But I, I see it nothing. I, I see it as nothing but positive as a positive thing, man. Uh, anybody that tries to like downplaying it, I don't see. I don't see why you would anybody would want to do that. Um, I, I hope that I hope that it's true. I hope there's some truth to it, man. I mean, again, this whole Zenimax deal has just become more of a positive for Xbox than I think that anybody could have possibly imagined. Uh, there are so many positive things going out there as far and especially as future plays. I I still haven't seen uh, any, and they they might have implemented it in the background already. But uh, you know, we we know that Zenimax had the whole Orion thing going on. Where we have we seen really what how that plays into it? Uh, now hearing you know hearing some of this in the background, even though it's a rumor, it's like you know if Sony has one on their side that's willing to go in and dig in their data banks and see what people may be interested in and even if they aren't you know putting out a game to to kind of gauge interest because sometimes you got to do that sometimes you got to say hey you remember that game from back then yeah we remastered it here you go to gate to you know to get people's engagement I feel like that's what they did with legendary edition they gave it to gave it to the uh you know to the devs they put some time effort and energy into it and for a game that came out in 2000, what, five, six? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that yeah. whole entire series is amazing. You, you, you know what I mean? Um, and there's just so, so many, un- there's so much untapped potential with what could happen. Um, and just the possibilities. I- I'm excited for it. Uh, I'd be <laughs> down for it. Uh, again, there's, there's games that I definitely want to see make a comeback. Uh, Shenmue, uh, Republic Commando, as we see, it made a little bit of a comeback. Uh, Star Wars and everything. Uh, nice of the old republic i you know i want i want those types of game unreal tournament i would love to see unreal tournament make it make a little bit of a comeback and if they can be a studio quake. that can quake um yep. you know i would love to see uh, uh, ssx tricky uh mercenaries <laughs> playground from back in the day time splitters yeah. as we've talked about before yeah that's coming back yeah, yeah that, that's coming I can't back wait 
Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like why Beyond Good and Evil from back in the day, some some of the Prince of Persia's, uh, Project Gotham, Riddick. You know, there's so many games. If you just scroll that, if you just go through a list like that, yep. could, that, that could potentially make a comeback and really blow up in today's ecosystem. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, gaming, like especially like graphics and everything, have gotten to such a level now where it's like, damn, how would a Panzer Dragon look today? You know right. what I mean? So I'm interested in it, and I have a lot of hype for it. I, I want to see if there. I hope there's some truth to it, and I, I'll be look. I'm looking forward to more news from this man. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely Twisted Metal. Me. Twisted Metal needs to. Twisted Metal is one of those, but I feel like the latest <laughs> entry to Twisted Metal. Yeah. Uh, and I and I'll date David Jaffe spoke on this a little right. bit. Uh, the creator of God of War and Twisted Metal. Yeah. Uh, he spoke on it a little bit before that the the last, the last Twisted Metal just didn't get the engagement that yeah. should that it. To the guy that, just, who knows and who knows I just why. think vehicular combat has a place and i think oh, yeah, it could oh, yeah. it could work it's had I mean, its break i just i'm just happy mario see, works you know mario right, right, works. right 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 <laughs> i i'm just happy to see i'm just happy to say or i'm happy to see uh more big publishers start to do this because as that happens more and more will be willing to look at their old ip and say hey could we could we do that could we bring this back we got a lot of fans out there have been asking for it could we honestly do that you know legacy of kane could could we bring that back right could we Uh, we remaster that or remake it and and bring it up to speed and have uh, good uh, good luck with it you know good sales um and i just want to see more do it so if, if another studio comes into play like this solely focus on this and does a good job and the numbers are there um and they, they you know and these other publishers see the the response to it and everybody tweeting about it and everybody playing it um it, it opens up more opportunity for those other games like the list you just ran down some of those games out there that are with other publishers to look, be looked at and, and, and possibly greenlit. I, I think that's, that's going to be great for us going forward. So right, right. I, I, again, I see it as nothing but a positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I would be looking, I would look forward to it. So yeah. uh, it's just something to keep in mind. Um, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, mind cool. me. I'm going in and downloading downloading the Ninja Gaiden collection again. Um, another game, another series of games yep. that I've always enjoyed but never got to thoroughly play. Uh, so I, I wanted to make sure I went in and, and downloaded that because I was I was sitting there thinking about it. I was like, damn, we're thinking thinking about older games. <laughs> I was looking at and Ninja Gaiden ran across the screen. I was like, oh shit! I, I shout out to Yobi. He got that yep. for us. I need to yep. I need to fucking yep. play yep. that shit. Um. Yep. So excellent. So I wanted to make sure I got that, got those downloaded before I fucking forgot. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, again, excellent conversation, excellent points. Uh, and it, again, it just adds on to this golden age of gaming mantra that, uh, that we've kind of forced onto the community. It's kind of, you know, I know the Lords like to, you know, take a lot of credibility for a lot of the sayings and everything that they got, uh, that they got going on. But I, I, I like the, at least over here on the living split screen, I like to, I'm going I'm to I'm take the, I think we should take the credit for putting that golden age of gaming out there. <laughs> yeah, it's been around for a while, brother. So we, we've definitely been pumping that golden age of gaming for sure. So that's, uh, yeah, we can definitely take credit for that. Why not, right? <laughs> yeah, at, least <laughs> why I, not? at least I feel like, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, no, why not? Why not? Uh, but yeah, man, look. So far, I think we've had a we've had a pretty good show. Uh, for yeah. for a light for a light week, if anybody got anything else that y'all might want to talk about in the chat, man, let us know. Chat again, you guys are on fire. Always showing yeah. us love, showing us appreciation. 
Um, yeah, we're over two hours <laughs> again. When it comes to me and you, man, you know, I got, yeah, I, know. I got I people know. just to give you some, some look into the little bit of a bit of the background. Uh, you know, I've had a couple of people come, hit me up in the DMs, be like, hey, man, uh, I, how would you feel about a guest and this, that, and the other thing? And I was like, I don't know, man. With me and Paul, we are we could already talk for two hours guaranteed. You know, it's like at this point, if you guys haven't learned by now, nineteen episodes in, we can guarantee you at least two hours of yeah. straight gaming passion and content, man. It's right. So it's like, ah, do do we bring somebody else in to break up the monotony or break up the the flow or whatever the case? Because I I feel like what me and Paul bring you, what makes it a very different. I mean, one is the is the passion, but it's just the energy too, right? Uh, you don't get this everywhere. Everybody doesn't give it to you uh, the way that we do it, it with the enthusiasm and the and again, just going back to the passion, the energy, the vibes, the authenticity uh, that I feel like are all important things when you're listening to kind of you know gaming content or just listening to content overall. Uh, you know, I don't know. There's people out there that like to be funny. I know there's people that that you know try to make be lighthearted in the situation. There's people that you know, really thrive off the content, the, I mean, the console wars and everything else and, and, and love that. And that's cool. But for us, again, the bigger picture is those 3 billion people. And that's who we would overall would love to speak to. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, getting people, thousands of people in here one day and, you know, talking to these people and saying, Hey, this is, this is our thoughts this is our feelings. And they love and they uh, and you guys, I should say, I'm not going to just say they, but, you know, you all loving the, uh, you know, what we bring to the table versus what somebody down the road might bring you. So that that's just how I kind of. Uh, but with that. Unless, Paul, you got some other things you want to touch on as far as that goes and our overall oh, we, mission and our goal yeah, and everything. Yeah, we, no, no, man. I think you hit it. You hit it out of the park every time, Steel. So, again, you're the hype man. You, you come through um you know again you lay it out uh very clear what our mission is and what we like to do and why we feel uh that we do have something different uh here again you can hear the same stuff over and over again and it's totally cool i listen to so many podcasts you know again um you're gonna hear it but i like hearing other people's voices as well but steel and i do try to bring uh, something different each and every week. Um, you know, even on a light news week, uh, we do try to hit it from different angles or come up with something um, that maybe you didn't hear about or or you didn't hear discussed in depth like uh, we like to do. Again, him and I like the sound of our voices. We enjoy it. So <laughs> we, we, we wind up talking. <laughs> But no, that's why I brought you guys the, the Scalzi tweet again, a little bit of, you know, it's just, it's, it's speculation town, but it's fun and it's something to think about. And again, I didn't just talk about Bethesda because we're not simply Xbox, you know, we're not Xbox centric, we're, we're not console centric here. So we talk about everything. So again, when I talked about it, um, and when Steele talked about, we talked about it from the industry as a whole, right? And, and what it could mean when we start seeing, uh, you know, publishers, you know, invest in potentially invest in a studio solely responsible for doing remakes and remasters of old IP and how that can influence the rest of the industry and what we've seen. That's why you see us take those takes. Yes, we are going to have you know, very centric takes as well when we're talking about specific topics, obviously. But Steele and I, like Steele just said, always try to look at the bigger picture. We try to remove ourselves from the bubbles that we all can get into by being on Twitter, by being talking to the same people on a regular basis. And we try to take the satellite view. And again, 
we're, we're, we're not experts. We're not within the industry outside of content creation. We're not developers, you know, as some people are here, uh, you know, we're not like that, but at the same time, Steele and I've been doing gaming for a long time. We've been in business. We've done our, you know, jobs that we have in real life. And we right. can take a step back and take a look at the industry through those lenses. And we don't always have to be right. Again, uh, this is an opinion-based show. We are simply here to give you a different side of things, different things to think about, and maybe a perspective that you never even considered before. And that's all we're trying to do. And if we do that on a regular basis, each and every week, then we have accomplished our mission and we love you all and we respect you all. And again, the chat is absolutely amazing all the time. We have some of the greatest people in here giving their own perspectives, which has led to more conversations. Conversations. Go back and listen to last week's nearly four hours show. Thrive a lot of that, it, yeah, yeah, a lot of that was driven by the chat, right? By what Steele and I were seeing in there. Again, last week we had some bigger topics, we had some bigger things going on, and some weeks are going to be like that. But at the end of the day, that's what it's about: being here within the community and just talking about stuff from our different viewpoints in our own real life experiences and what we can do to see certain things within the industry on top of our passion for just loving doing this and loving talking about this stuff and loving video games in general as a hobby. Um, And I think that's what we bring each and every week here on living split screen on your Saturday mornings and glad that so many of you uh, seem to be enjoying it. We love and respect all of you. So yeah, absolutely. Facts, facts. Um, those are one hundred percent facts. Uh, apparently, Giza Prime said uh, Mav and Three Bit were doing impressions of us last night. Why oh, didn't you yeah. tell me about this? Well, how did that oh, they, go? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think what they they do that all the time. You know, Mav. Mav Mav's got your 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 intro down. Oh, does he? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. So funny. Oh, that's uh, that's funny. he's so funny. Yeah, I gotta, yeah. I got to so. listen. I got to listen to that. Uh, gotta, you gotta come in imitation live, is the sincerest form of flattery you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, I I gotta come in live raw and uncut <laughs> i can't help it oh uh. <laughs> uh, but, but you know it's nothing yeah. but love um yeah. uh trevor was saying why y'all gotta do some lss community game nights and man, that's something me and Paul were thinking man i i, I think yeah. the ascent kind of brought that back up we were talking about maybe streaming that live and everything i think the biggest thing for us right now is just uh, this is what we got going on personal, right? It's, uh, yeah, you know, getting yeah, home and then, you know, finding the time to do it or over the weekend. I mean, the weekend would be the perfect time. Uh, but yep. again, you know, you still got real life that you got to deal with and, you know, making sure that everything is, you know, in order. And, you know, yeah, exactly. Copacetic. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the best way to put it. Um, yeah. You know, and sometimes, you know, hopefully at some point but, um you know we can get we can get to the point where we get to the weekend or whatever we get to a saturday or something at some point during the week where we can stream for you guys you know i would love to like yeah. do some co-op game nights or whatever the case might be um and you know really really see see what's up with that i think that, that's a cool idea oh yeah no it's gonna it's it, i think it's definitely something we'll eventually do uh from time to time for sure um and especially with some of the games coming out uh this year oh, yeah. i think uh, you know with halo Forza, a lot of battlefield there's gonna be oh, a lot battlefield, of battlefield oh yeah i mean we're gonna have <laughs> we're gonna have the opportunity to do that more um and like steel said it's just about real life and that kind of stuff we got we got plans in the future once i can get a computer and stuff uh, you know co-streaming and doing stuff like that and going live more often when we have the opportunity to do so because again when steel and i are just sitting around most of the time we are just bsing like we do here yeah. uh and talking and uh we'd love to bring you know have people in the chat and stuff and interact with you guys uh you know again i i think that stuff's fun um and i think that's definitely something that we will look at doing 
in the foreseeable future for sure. Uh, Cause it, it definitely is a good time. It's something that he and I both enjoy. So that's yep. a hundred percent. Um, yeah, man. So with that being said, we're going to get into the final segment of today's show. Yeah. The, this day in gaming where I like get to go back. my lawn. I'm old. <laughs> I like to go back within the last 30 years of gaming and really give people a retrospective of what they, you know, give and give you some memories to think about, man. Um, some games you might have played back in the day or just to kind of give you guys a perspective that you cannot forget where we came from. Um, not only that, but gaming is art. It should be treated as such. I get tired of people that say, oh, old games are pointless. They're, they're worthless. I don't get why we care about old games. And if, to be completely honest, if it wasn't for some of these older games, we wouldn't have some of the new games that we have today. Uh, again, there's a, you know, devs, devs will tell you time and time again where they pull their ideas from, where they get their experiences from. And, and, mo and a lot of the time, it's from older games or other titles from over the years, man. So um, that's the whole point of this segment. And with that being said, let's get neck deep into this day in gaming. So as of today, August 7th, 1987, the NES mm. released good Robo year. Warrior in Japan. Yeah, good year. Not familiar with Robo Warrior. It, it, it sounds familiar, but I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> this is crazy to think about that Nintendo 64 is this old. 1997, Mystical Ninja starring Gomon, released in Japan. Never heard of that title, but okay. Nope. Um, PlayStation released in 97 also, Point Blank in Japan. I think I've heard of that either, okay. but okay. okay. Uh, 2000, some of you might know about this. PlayStation released Tenchu 2. Earth of the Stealth Assassin. Tenchu is a great mm. series. Mm. Uh, if you guys Love have never played Tenchu, Tenchu oh. definitely need to jump into that. I don't think I don't oh. think I had a chance to play Tenchu Z. Um, oh, Tenchu. but I def but I definitely played some Tenchu back in the day. That's why Origami Origami fills a little bit of that void. Yeah, it does. I we get, we actually yeah, need, get, we need to yeah we got to finish that off. We need to that's coming next month. Too. Yeah, yeah, we, Origami two is coming next. We month. definitely. Yeah. I want to know what's going on with the story because that that I crazy that crazy little. That, that, yeah, the crazy little girl, yeah, ghost girl. Yeah, I need to see what the fuck's going on with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I think that level, might... that level we currently got stuck on though, that's something else. We're gonna have to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we got it. I, I <laughs> okay. think maybe it just got a little too late. Um, then as we move forward, in two thousand and three, you had on the GameCube Resident Evil Code Veronica X, or yes. Japan Ten. Got it. Yes, Code Veronica, my favorite Resident Evil. Yeah, I do agree with you, General C. Tenchu uh, definitely needs a reboot. Yeah. Uh, again, we're talking about that whole reboot conversation. Again, there's so yep. many titles that we can go that and get yep. in those databanks. No matter where they are, I saw somebody bring that right. up. Oh, they would have to talk to Sega. That's not yeah. the point. <laughs> it's just like right. we got to right, dig right. in those databanks, man. There's so many titles that could that could come back. And yeah, and like we, like we said too. Again, it, it just means that again, not to break off another tangent, no, but I, no, 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 no. It, it, it's it's the fact what we were pointing out. Steel made a list of games from all over the place. That that's just some of the industry IP that's sitting out there. What I and that, I I try to bring that back with 
when you see big publishers putting in the effort to put out games like Capcom is like Sony is, Mm -hmm. and maybe potentially this new studio, it just opens up the opportunity that maybe some of the other publishers out there will look at those back IPs and go, you know what, we could do the same thing and make a little money off of this. Let's do that. that, That's all we're trying to say. Steel listed off a bunch. Yes. That are complex IPs and there's IPs everywhere. Right. Yeah. But the potential's there to open up the door that more people will start looking at the success and say, hey, we can get in on this action. Yeah, there, there is a market here. That's what I'm about. So yeah. Uh, who's going to turn down more money, right? Like, exactly. <laughs> 2007, uh, the DS released a slew of Mega Man games. Uh, who, who doesn't like Mega Man? If you don't like Mega Man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about you. You might be a little weird. Um, yep. Mega Man Star Force Dragon. Then you had Mega Man Star Force Leo. Then you had Mega Man Star Force Pegasus. Mind I don't you, know my Mega Man lore like that. I don't know what the Star Force is. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. I was I never got I was <laughs> never heavy in the DS. I think right. the last time I played a Mega Man game for real was ooh. on Nintendo's. Oh, is there a Mega Man game on sixty four? There's been a Mega Man game pretty much everywhere. I can't remember. There's I, I don't I don't want to say it was that far back because I'm pretty sure it was it was a it was something before the DS that I played Mega Man on. It might yeah. have been my Game Boy SP or something at the time, but um uh whatever. Uh 2008, we then move into the DS releasing Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon in Japan. Uh, the Wii released Lost oh, in Emblem. Blue, Shipwrecked in Japan. Nice. Then the DS also released Monster Rancher DS. Then the DS also released some, probably everybody's favorite game, Rhapsody, a musical adventure in Japan. And then I know this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one for Pong. Xbox 360 released Tales of Vesperia in Japan. Um, And I actually just noticed that I was not sharing my screen. You guys weren't able to look at these games, man. Oh, and of course, the time I flip off of YouTube and I'm actually looking at our Zoom <laughs> and you don't do that. <laughs> I've been watching YouTube the whole time. Damn. Uh, yeah, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't pull up the screen. Damn, yeah. all, all good, though. But you guys can see it now. Just so give you a little bit of time so you can look at the top of the list as, <laughs> as I'm about to scroll down. But yeah, we're right here. Xbox 360 releasing Tales of Vesperia. 2000 series. Oh. Uh, man, I'm I'm excited for Underrated. that Tales of Arise. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's excited for that deal. Tales of Arise. More gameplay that I see of that. Yes. The more I'm like, <laughs> I need that game like tomorrow. Telling um, you, Bandai Namco's got something special going on right now. Yeah, Bandai Namco uh, is Bandai Namco is up and down, but uh, yeah, we're, we're they're not, up right now. They're, they're up, up right, right now. now. <laughs> they need to keep it there. Yes. Oh. Um, yes. Then in 2009, PC released Hearts of Iron 3. That sounds familiar, but... Sounds like a tank game. Sounds like one of those... Or or a mech game. It sounds like one of those PC... Whatever you see, Hearts of Iron. I wonder what it is. The Hearts of Iron series has become renowned for being the biggest, most detailed, and complete strategic game series on World War II ever made. Yes! Yes! There we go. See? I knew it. It had tanks in it. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, all right. So 2012, PlayStation 3 released Persona 4 Arena. Mm. Then on iOS, you got World Conqueror 2. There you go. Shout out to the phone gamers. Yeah. Shout out to hey. Apple. Again, the phone. Don't know you. Just the, like I don't know Nintendo anymore. Phone gamers <laughs> drive the other two and a half billion gamers that are out there. Yep. Yep. So that's the, that's the market we're trying to reach. We're trying to put consoles in their homes, man. We're trying to give them reasons to get, you know, hop on their TV with a little stream stick or whatever it's going to take 
for them to play hey. some of these games, man. Hey, while we're on mobile, real quick, anybody oh, in the chat, you guys been looking to pick up uh, Chrono Trigger, been looking up to pick up uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, Lion, uh, what is it, War of Lion, uh, War Lions? God, I always forget that title. Uh, they are on sale on Android right now for like $5, oh. like legit. And uh, Chrono Trigger, uh, for a fact, is um, compatible with the Razer Kishi as well. Oh, so wow, that's dope. Play that. Yeah, you can play that with a controller. That's I'm planning dope. on picking that up and trying to uh, put it on my big screen and then using the Razer Kishi. So hey, uh, okay. I'm going to try that out. But yeah, anybody looking, there's a big sale going on of some uh, Square Enix stuff right now. So Hey, and Trevor, none of that Sonic slander here. Sonic's a better character than the Mario is. I'll tell you that. Freaking <laughs> God, gosh darn it. God damn it. Talk about Sonic. Now I'm playing. I, I mean, I can understand it. I, I, feel like, I feel like that's always a thing. You're either a Sonic guy or you're a Mario guy. Maybe you're not either, and you're, you like uh, Metroid. <laughs> but no, nah, uh, they're, they're, all, they're all good series. It's, it's kind of one of those, you, you like one or the other, or you may not like any of them, but you, there's something in those same kind of genre of games that you probably were into back in the day that really pulled your attention. Um, shout out to you, though. Uh, 2013 <laughs> 3DS, we got the Denpa Men 3, the rise of digital in Japan. Hopefully, uh, hopefully y'all remember that because I don't. Uh, 2014, PlayStation 3, we got Lost Dimension in Japan. And PlayStation Vita also released Lost in Dimension in Japan. I don't, I don't know what that title is, but all right. For those Lost Dimension it, sounds familiar. I wonder well, if I ever came It sounds here. familiar, but uh, uh, obviously not familiar what, enough. What, what, what was it released on? Lost Dimension uh, was on PlayStation 3 and the Vita. In 2014. Yeah, yeah, that's where I know it from. I bet you anything I know it from the Vita. Uh, uh yes, I recognize it. Yeah, okay. Right, cool. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a it's a tactical RPG. Ah, so that's okay, why that's, that's why I knew about it. Yeah, okay. Cool. But yeah, Trevor, it's all it is all about Pac Man. You can't deny Pac Man. Pac Man. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. If you, if you don't like Pac Man, I think you're just committing a cardinal sin. I, like you you can't look at a Pac Man, a good old Pac Man table, and be like, I don't feel like playing Pac Man. You're probably gonna pop at least a quarter in there. Yeah, you can get a little get a little bit of gameplay. Um, and then to General C, before I get to you, also said I heard yeah. Activision has another lawsuit with investors. Yeah, yeah, man, Activision yeah. Blizzard has some. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that a lot. We talked about we talked about big heads roll some big heads rolled and stuff. Yeah, but I'm talking about this oh, well, week. This some week, big heads yeah, rolled. Big heads rolled. Uh, heads rolled. Yeah, the lawsuit from the investors is uh, a big one. Uh, the investors are claiming that they covered up a lot of this stuff, yep. which made the stock prices go up. Yep. Uh, you know, and whenever you do that, and then this stuff comes out, the investors are going to be extremely unhappy because yep. their investment is no longer stable uh, and was not what it was advertised at. So yes, there are rules against that and laws against that. Uh, so that's a big that's a big lawsuit. I mean, personally, to take a quick detour. I think Call of Duty is in a lot more trouble than than we oh, think we that it is. Internal, uh, internal. I, I don't I I'm not sure about Call of Duty releasing this year at all. We still haven't heard anything about it and it's August. I've, that's never happened for Call of Duty. Never. We, we, we could we, have some development hell going on right now with that game. So I, behind the scenes. So this we'll this see. might this may be a year that Call of Duty gets skipped and they, they just push uh continue to push uh Warzone, which I personally think that they should, but then I also think there's just a lot of negative things happening on that side, man. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Bob, Bobby Kotick needs to go. 
Man's making too much money. Yeah, but uh, he's and- he, he's not. Yeah, no, nah, he's not. <laughs> he's, throw- he's throwing everybody under the bus, mm-hmm. and actually, he has gained more power now yep. by doing what he's done. Yep. So, <laughs> I mean, so hopefully, people like Mike Yabarro, who's moved up the chain. Uh, I know people are like, oh well, he didn't move up because he's he's uh yeah, he's, he's good at what his job, co-leader. But I mean, but Mike Yabarro yeah. is also one of the original minds of Game Pass too. So. Um, well, he talked well, to- well, Bobby Kotick is not dumb and he understands yeah, he's yeah, only facts. got so many people that he can throw under the bus and he is in a very precarious situation right now. Mm-hmm. So he is uh, building the moat around his castle. Uh, but if there is another mess up, uh, he knows they're coming. So I think uh, hopefully he lets Mike Yabara uh, and uh, clean up shop yeah. and really clean out the cancer that needs to be taken out. Uh, unfortunately, I believe Bobby probably will survive this for the time being. Uh, but again, if there's anything else that ever shows up again, uh, he, his head will be gone. So but, yeah, uh, unfortunately, at this point, mm. yeah, unfortunately that's the reality. His golden parachute is too gigantic. I don't think they're going to pay him off to leave. So yeah. And uh, Trevor, uh, Trevor was saying battlefield has to go in the game pass. It would absolutely destroy cod if it does. Um, honestly, kind of like what Giza Giza was saying in the chat. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. think Battlefield doesn't have to do anything. Battlefield is so Battlefield has attracts its own crowd, and, it, and I, I think it will end up going oh, into Game Pass at will. some point. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll I think take at be, least six months. Yeah. At yeah, least. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be one of the short. I think it's going to be one of the shorter ones because um, oh, EA likes yeah. to play around that time frame. It'll be ninety days, into, maybe. I, I think depending on sales and depending on engagement and uh, all that stuff. That's I the think, biggest. Thing. I think six months. Uh, would be a good time for it. Maybe, uh, maybe shorter, maybe right into the spring, right into like, you know, uh, or I should say right after the holidays, like of right. February or January, February, right. once sales kind of taper off, I could right. see them dropping it into uh, EA play. And then subsequently that means it's in game pass. So uh, yeah. And what, uh, one of the bigger reasons I don't see, I don't see battlefield coming out in game pass soon. is just because right. I don't think Xbox wants to release their no. number one shooter yeah on game pass yeah and release and have battlefield on game pass it's kind of like taking away from one even though they're different from each other and i could play both like it's like i wouldn't care if either one of them in there i would still play both but i'm yeah. just looking at the bigger picture uh yeah. I, I know they're still they're want to recoup some of their money or whatever they're going to want that attention you know what i mean um, yeah so yeah, for I, sure i think there's at least going to be some some kind of a break in there if it and, does because there's no game and ea knows they have the hype right now mm-hmm. and they've done That's everything true. right and they know that's that cod right now is just not looking good at all oh, so they yeah. know they have the advantage and i think they're going to take that and run and they don't have to use game pass right. had they stumbled and battlefield wasn't looking like the for sure yeah thing it might have been different. is it might have been a different story <laughs> yeah, but i think facts. they're okay right now yeah so, fact yeah. well i mean we'll see again I mean, yeah we'll i know see. me and yeah, pong yeah. are talking about buying the hundred dollar versions so. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> so i mean that's, that's happening you. maddie maddie burns in the chat he's already he he already pre-ordered that hey, see he's I, all about see i tell, so. so i mean that should tell you all you need to know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so just to continue with it 2014 3ds released Senran Kagura 2, Deep Crimson in Japan. Not familiar with that, uh, but again, I might ask my brother about it that. beautifully, as always. Thanks, man. That's I all that matters. That. <laughs> um, so we got a couple, we got a, we got a game, excellent game right here. I, I haven't had a chance to actually play through it. This is actually one of the games that I've tried to play on um, xCloud, but 
it just wasn't a, it just wasn't that great of an experience. I, again, for me, xCloud still has some has some things to go with. I haven't played on on data yet, um, xCloud, so I still need to try that out. But um, as far as Wi-Fi, I don't I don't know what it is, and I st- I got good connection. But uh, 2018 Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation 4 uh, Dead Cells released. Mm, yes, very good. And yeah, I've I've, I've heard very good. I've heard, yes, brother. Thanks. That, yeah. that's another one that's another one of those indie tiles that i definitely want to at least uh give give a good playthrough um then on nintendo switch you had flipping death in everyone's favorite game at least it's uh one of my <laughs> daughter's favorite game and also my wife's favorite game uh overcooked 2 oh jeez. <laughs> who wants to get in there and cook yourself not for me i tried playing i played overcooked one Oh my god! I can't get. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't, no. I, there's, there's so many other things I'd rather be doing than playing Overcooked. Um, <laughs> I'd rather go change my. I'd rather go take all the fairings off my motorcycle, do my, my complete oil change, replace the spark plugs, and play Overcooked. I, I um, just like starting the entire kitchen on fire. That's what I did. <laughs> uh, oh, that's hilarious. And then in 2020, <laughs> hey. Shout out to Nexus, who's going to really be releasing more PC ports soon. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition released on PC. So, that being said, that is your This Day in Gaming segment where we go back within the last 30 years, just give you and show some love and some respect to where we have come from uh, in the gaming space, kind of give you some memories to think back on, and overall, uh, treat gaming as art as the way it should be treated uh with mm-hmm. that being said man Paul, we're at the end of the show man again we are brother we another one out of the park next week is 20 20 episodes episode 20 man. man we're almost halfway to a year man almost halfway to doing this for a year it's crazy yeah. it all started in the dms it all started in the dms <laughs> that's gonna when they when, when they when they do our look back or they do our uh our uh, biography of of living split screen it'll it'll start there it started yeah. in the dms well it really started in the <laughs> chats but <laughs> yeah but, but. <laughs> it all started in the in the in the chats august still <laughs> just couldn't get enough of talking oh that's right man. no man we did a great job again slow week chat you guys were amazing thank you for coming out it's been a slow week overall I've, you know i've even seen some you know some shows take time off and stuff it's that time of the year we've got a ton of gaming stuff but it seems like the industry right now is kind of you know we had some stuff we didn't even talk about like embracer oh, yeah. group buying up some more stuff and that and stuff like that but um overall uh we're at a slow time a lot of the content that again was supposed to be in 2021 a lot of the games that were supposed to be there are now coming out we're seeing this flood uh, of gaming uh that everybody is enjoying um so i'm not too sad about it we do have some shows coming up in august um which is going to be big we've got next week uh is uh, microsoft is doing another id at xbox uh so we're going to get some stuff out of that for sure uh they are doing it with twitch again so hopefully it's not the same format as the last one games were excellent but the format was awful. Uh, I'm going to be busy at work next week, uh, big time. So this is going to, I'm, I'm not going to be able to catch it live. I don't think we'll see. Uh, but I'm definitely going to be watching it afterwards. So Steele and I will definitely have some thoughts on that for episode 20, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, no, there's we're moving right along. And I think once we get through August here, towards the end of August with the big shows coming up, um, I, we're going to really start hitting. And then, of course, we're going to be rolling in September, October. And 
for the uh for the world september and october is now holiday shopping season basically when it starts uh so it used to be used to be uh later than that but now everybody starts early so we're yeah. going to definitely be back at it with a lot of news coming up um you know but again chat you guys were amazing for hanging out with steel and i had another fantastic time here today again always look forward to this uh truly and again nothing but love and respect for all of you keep spreading the word keep sharing us out keep helping us grow uh again steel and i just want to share with as many people our passion as we can uh, that's what we're here to do uh but the, again thank you all for coming out uh steel you want to do outros uh you want me to just kick off and uh i can start it off by saying ladies and gentlemen boys and girls i appreciate you for tuning in to the Living Split Screen Morning Show, where we are a non-console centric platform, giving you that live, raw, uncut, authentic, energetic vibes that only me and my guy, my brother from another pawn soul can bring you. Uh, trust me, it's unmatched. I've, I've looked, I've scoured, I don't see it. It's here. <laughs> In the living split screen, um, I just hope that you guys continue to realize that. Um, I pr appreciate the energy that you guys continue to pour into the chats. Again, uh, week by week, we see the people that are consistent in here. Uh, we see the love that we get shown. And again, I, I like to treat it as, you know, anybody that pops in here is just like people coming into a room and uh, really wanting to come check us out. And then using that perspective, it, it's it's been an amazing thing. Uh, we're getting close to 250 subs. Trying to get to that one thousand, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's everybody's first goal. But we're yeah. on, we're on that mission, man, and uh, hopefully we can continue to push that mantle. But with that being said, I still reign. I the T is the seven everywhere. Other than otherwise known as Steel Rain, or you could just call me Steel. Um, type it in into your search bar anywhere you got one at. Uh, just type it in. You more than likely will find me, especially on Twitter, uh, YouTube, Xbox. Don't currently have a PlayStation, so I'm not going to keep promoting that until PlayStation gives me a reason to play uh, or to invest in their ecosystem. Personally, uh, hopefully they can do that with releasing factions or something. I, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of looking kind of bleak on that side, but I'd be more than more than waiting for for some good energy from coming from that side, uh, some good competition. Uh, but with that being said, man, yeah, you can catch me every Saturday right here. The Living Split Screen Morning Show, where we go live, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time. Pong, what you got Sir. for the people? Hey, look, guys, you know the drill by now. Uh, so Pong sold everywhere on Xbox and on um, Twitter. Obviously not the same as steel. Uh, if you Google me, I will pop up if you Google Pong Soul, but you might also find uh, a Korean gentleman by the same name, Pong Soul, and that's definitely not me, obviously. Uh, so I'm not quite the same level as steel uh, when you Google. Uh, but anyways, I am uh, Pong Soul everywhere. Um, Shop podcast is taking a break. Uh, shout out to PTK. Uh, Blam, okay. take care of your business, brother. Be here when you get back uh, all the time you need. You just do your thing, man. So PTK is taking some time off. Man's been doing this 
for five years now uh, and just needs to take care of some real life stuff. So uh, we won't be having the shop podcast. We don't know how long a break it's going to be. Uh, but tonight in replacement, you can find me on, uh, she's calling it the, a mini-sode. So I'm assuming that she is not planning on having a long show tonight either. Uh, but Scumcast tonight over with the absolutely one and only, the incredible, the Ash Luca uh, and that crew over there. I will be there at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time, hanging out with those. Steel was just on last week right Still, thanks, thanks. last week yeah, interchanging you know the way it goes yeah yeah i know right right we've done this a couple of times so uh the scum cast tonight uh and then uh obviously tuesday um don't know if i'm going to be on xbox factor podcast tuesday i gotta confirm uh i don't think i'm going to be uh but normally you can find me on xbox factor podcast uh with mr boomstick over at double barrel gaming of course zemi games uh, three bit uh, is a permanent member of that panel, but he has been ultra busy as well with work and doing real stuff in this industry as three bit does. Uh, so Mav has been filling in. We've had steel on there. So man, come by Xbox factor podcast, Tuesdays, 12 PM Eastern, 11 o'clock central time, Friday nights, you know, the drill Xbox ultimate as steel said earlier in the show, we just celebrated a one year anniversary of the magnificent seven fun speculation. Caitlin have been doing it for a year. Shout out to them and congrats again. Uh, we had nothing but a love fest last night. Uh, so stop by Xbox Ultimate for all the best gaming news uh, and topics. We just have a great time. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time on Fridays. And then back here again, like I said, episode 20. Cannot wait. Uh, you know, numbers are a thing. It's a milestone. I love hearing those even numbers come back around 20. I can't believe it's been 20 steel. 20, 20, 20, 20. 20. 20. 20. It's whoa. <laughs> it's crazy, man. So, anyways, uh, see you all here uh next Saturday. You know you'll be seeing me in some chats. This week, I'm not probably gonna be around a whole lot, but mm. it is what it is. Real life happens, but I'm definitely trying to make my weekly video. But again, everybody love you dearly for being here and supporting me and steel. Hope you all enjoyed the show and get out there, play what you love, love what you play. It is truly the golden age of gaming. Keep that in mind. We are privileged to be alive as gamers during this time. We are seeing so much crazy, cool, awesome things out there right now. So, but otherwise have a great weekend and we'll talk to you real soon. Hey, y'all keep it live, raw and uncut. And we'll see y'all next weekend on the Living Split Screen Morning Show. Much love.